What about Bert and Ernie? They've always been gay. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, November 29th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 465. This is No Agenda. Lost without my love here in the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And back in northern Silicon Valley in the Buzzkill Bunker, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill. In the morning. I'm telling you, I'm so, like, I'm out of it. You're disorganized. Yeah, very disorganized. You're discombobulated thing is discombobulated but yeah that's exactly oh, what i am well i was thinking boob was the bop yeah word. that's exactly what i am uh, miss mickey is still in uh she's in europe in amsterdam and she was in she, so she's living it up in amsterdam where you're freezing to death in austin <laughs> it, it you know it's uh it's it's not warm it was although two days ago all of a sudden you know it goes to like 79 80 which i kind of like I kind yeah, of well, you're in the right place. <laughs> you like hot temperatures. You're in the right town. Now, are you not having the right state? Are you not having some incredible, like horrible, rainy weather? Is California not under a, <laughs> like a, some like some global warming uh, muson or something? What's going on up there? Uh, this is what I've been told, but it's like the rain in the Pacific Northwest the last week when I was up there. You were asking. About it. it wasn't raining. It's not raining here. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it windy? Is it windy at least? No, Tell me it's no, windy. It's calm, actually. It's funny because I see the news. The news is like, oh, California, it's crazy. It's all this wind. Well, supposedly, okay, here, here's the. Right. Yeah, well, my wife said that we're going to be a river. A river is going to 12 inches. And I said, okay. So it rained yesterday morning. Wait, it was, wait, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. A river, a river, 12 inches. What is Mimi saying? What does she mean? She said there's going to be 12 inches of rain. Oh, 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 okay. So, which is bogus. I mean, we're never at 12 inches of rain in a million years. So, uh, that's yesterday expected morning for California. it rained until... That's expected for California. It's a desert state. <laughs> so, we had... Uh, it is. Yes, I know if it is. If it wasn't for the marine layer, we'd probably all be dead. Anyway, so, um, we had some rain in the morning yesterday, and it ended at noon, and it hasn't rained since. At all, not a drop. Okay, well, so there's a, what I saw this morning on the news is oh, big high winds and everything, and all of this, of course, is related to global warming. You know, we're all going oh, to yeah. die. Yeah, the global going warming to, thing going is to die. making our lives miserable. Hey, check out what's going on in Russia. The global warming. In a big day in Moscow as well. Just a quick chance to look at these pictures uh, because this is the heaviest November snowfall in 50 years took place <laughs> in the course of the last few hours. More on the website bbc.com/news. Hey, oh, hey, hey, heaviest. Snow hey, ever. Hey, hey. What? What? Hey, what? Weather is not climate. No, no, no. That is so 2011, my friend. Weather is. T- this is what you can expect. And here's here's the explanation, as I understand. And I just want to reiterate, um, because of course, you know, you know, ten years ago, the prediction was, uh, I'm sorry, the science was, children would never know what snow looked like. And of course, now uh, the United Kingdoms of Gitmo Nation is getting uh, flooded. <laughs> And this is all because of the melting ice. And it's like leaving the refrigerator door, the refrigerator door of the world, leaving that open up there, up there in the Arctic. And that's why it's getting cold. Whereas I, you know, and I say this openly here. I said, you know, dude, when they tell you it's going to get hot, just expect the opposite. (laughs) And uh, there you go. It's cold everywhere. It's a little chilly here, but it's not bad. It's pretty typical of our weather. I mean, people forget 
I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I know that move to California and then their first July in the San Francisco Bay Area, they go, holy crap, <laughs> this is freezing. Yeah, after Ju- and then, June I gloom. swear to God, yeah. the same people the next year say the same thing as, as, if, as if it's a shock, then they do it again. <laughs> it's third so year, cold. <laughs> they never seem to realize that it's this way all the time. Right. You know, we do have weather events, and they're, they've been going on since I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and before then, I mean, if you read old newspapers, there's weather events that are just as weird as the ones we have today. But now any anything that's a little, you know, that's not what it was the day before is global warming. Yeah, well, it's... It's all, I'm, it's, I'm subscribing to the Ice Age guys. Well, then no, I'm, those guys I'm, I'm with are, you. I'm with you, and this is what I'm the saying. The Ice Age guys, many of them are the same guys who push global warming. A number of them stayed with the Ice Age theory. I'm staying, I'm, and I'm with them. Um, and this was in the 70s, which yeah, I, the 70s. I kind of remember. I, I, I mean, I don't remember it being, well, we didn't have as much media back then, but I certainly remember going like, in school, like wow, man, we got the woolly mammoth again. This is like, huh? <laughs> the woolly mammoth. But they, but they weren't. They weren't like forcing us to, you know, to go home, and they weren't forcing us to go home and and you know, like yell at our parents for, for you know, the only you know what the extent of of uh, of being green back in the day was, um, we'd collect cans. I think that was the only thing. And then there would be, oh yeah, they used to collect cans. Remember, there would be like a big contest at school as to which class had the which classroom had the most cans? Yeah, and then it would be a weigh-in, and we'd like, yay! We get some kind of prize, and it, you know, it's like that was it. And don't litter, don't litter, litter bug. No, it, yeah, litter bug. See, we changed in a couple of decades from litter bug to you're gonna die. <laughs> it used to be like my grandmother used to get out of the car if she saw someone throw a piece of a gum wrapper out of the window. She'd hold up traffic at the stoplight. To go and, and, and pick up the piece of paper, knock on the person's window and say, excuse me, I just picked up your litter. Can you imagine someone doing that today? <laughs> they get, get shot. shot. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, really? Get, get you out of here. What happened to the days, John? I'm getting old. You know, it's too much uh, being on the ham radios. I'm talking to too many old random dudes. <laughs> You're talking to all the coots. <laughs> all the, now, now, this is actually it's very interesting. The geezers on <laughs> the, the ham. Yeah, the geezers. There are geezers around. Yeah, uh, most but, of them are on the AM bands. Well, that's where I am now. Uh, uh, but but uh, a lot of the, the, the young guys who basically got their ham license found out there was a bunch of old dudes on this thing. It's like, you're in the club of old dudes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and, and they but packed it up. Guys, a lot of these guys have great stories. Well, it, it's funny you mention that because... We after each live show we do an in the morning net on the uh, on the no agenda reflect, reflector thirty three seventy three and there is a benefit to having some old dudes around because we were talking about and by the way and this is what I'm I'm convinced that I can change uh, ham radio because what happened is you know you got this great resource but no one has anything to talk about so all they do is like. Yeah, I got this rig. Yeah, I've been licensed since 1923. I've got a dipole. That's all that it is. But now, <laughs> I know lots of antenna talk. No, no, that's all that it is. It's like, and, yeah. yeah, if you're five five nine here, you know, it's like, who gives a crap? It's, it's like, no, there's no no intelligent conversation because these people who are intelligent forgot to talk about things that matter instead of 
literally my rig, the weather, my age, when I was licensed. Uh, thanks for the QSO, buddy. Now, this is a ridiculous waste. So we've got um, a lot of smart uh, people who are very knowledgeable. And um, uh, on the In the Morning Net that we did, which is on the you know our, our reflector there, we got uh, information that Dwight Eisenhower also did two inaugural ceremonies. And this is about the, the two Obama theory that we have, uh, that is your theory, as he was initially inaugurated, and because of some supposed flub, they had another secret inauguration without press later. And now uh, the inauguration falls on uh, a Sunday, and the, according to the Constitution, on the 20th day at noon, the new president shall be inaugurated. But because it's a Sunday, apparently, they're going to do the inauguration on Sunday and then have the public uh, inauguration on Monday. And the only reasons we can think of are uh, the NFC championship game, which, by the way, looks like it's going to be Chicago. Oh, yeah, the fix is in. <laughs> right? <laughs> Luckily, Chicago, yeah, they, they can't sustain, so that's a good thing. But we're pretty convinced that this is in order to uh, fully for the second. fully license both Obamas, you know, to have both of okay, them. Okay, so, so one of our producers, and I'm not sure he wants me to mention his name, but I, but one of our producers came up with a, with another thesis, and I said, ah, and he, he credited, of course, to no agenda thinking. Okay. There's one Obama, but he can't officially swear allegiance with his hand on a Bible, it has to be a Koran because he's a Muslim. <laughs> I didn't like that one. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, uh, nah, I, that's bull crap. I thought it was hilarious. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, it's all bull crap. But it's the point. So let's get back to Eisenhower. Okay. Why did he do two? Well, um, there is the only reason that uh, that we could find, and yeah, you know, so we were like doing some book of knowledge stuff. Was the blue laws, uh, which. Uh, the, the blue laws is something very interesting, basically uh, an anti-constitutional law uh, or s several laws that I think some states may still have, not anti-constitutional, yeah, unconstitutional, so. um, which is, you know, you can't. I do think Texas is one of them. Texas, you can't sell booze without in some areas without a little permit and you can't do it on Sunday. This blue laws means you can't sell alcohol or do certain things on Sunday or um, well, Sunday or or. or well, if you look at the or book of knowledge, all. if you look at the book of knowledge, it was um, pretty much the prohibition of anything, but commerce, grocery stores. Um, right. And I'm trying to see. I think that uh, okay. Here are t Texas, for example, blue laws prohibited. This is past tense. Uh, selling housewares such as pots and pans. That was up until '85. Interestingly enough, <laughs> idiotic. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maine, Minnesota, Missouri, Oklahoma, New Jersey, lots of lots of states have blue laws. Um, so I don't think it's uh, it's the blue laws. But if you go back to Eisenhower, um, this was during the, uh, you know, the height of all kinds of tension in the world. Uh, Eisenhower, it was known that he had multiple doubles because he was also the supreme commander during the war. So the thesis here is that. They also inaugurated a double of Eisenhower. That could be. So I think I don't think we're. It far would make off. sense that he'd have a bunch of doubles. Yeah, well, it was well known that he had a bunch of doubles. So I don't think that uh, that it's too crazy that you know to think that uh, that there are literally two two Obamas, dudes, two Obamas. Our basic yeah. thesis, yeah. yeah, yeah. And why wouldn't there be? Yeah, because they are giving no reason. 
Although I see uh, on several websites now, you know, because if you look at the Constitution, that's all it says. It says Sunday, the twenty, uh, the the twentieth of January, uh, at noon. It doesn't say anything about Sundays. But now people are saying, according to the Constitution, you know, if it's a Sunday, then they do the ceremony on Sunday, and then the public ceremony. On, said that's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. No, but it's what, a, the, the rewritten Constitution <laughs> by some PR agency. Yeah, Bill and Knowlton Constitution. Yeah, that would be the one. That would be the one. So we are going into um, term two of uh, the Obama nation, uh, which is uh, I haven't you know did, I didn't see his show today. I I, I must have missed it. His uh, his little YouTube show. I was I did catch other things that were pretty amazing. Did you? Um, oh, I'm sure. By the way, you were watching the Soul Train Awards uh, on uh, I think it was Friday. <laughs> Or, uh, was oh, it I must have missed it. I was traveling. You, you missed the Soul Train Awards. Aww. I didn't, I didn't even one. know there were such an award, actually, to be honest about it. Well, yeah. The, you know, even though uh, Don Cornelius passed away, the franchise still exists. And uh, Jamie Foxx uh, was uh, hosting the show. And he uh, came out and uh, kicked off the show with something pretty interesting. First of all, give an honor to God. And our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Barack Obama. Y'all stand up right now. You got Wow. <laughs> Lord and Savior, Barack <laughs> Obama. Do you think, I mean, at first I was like, did he do this out of context? No, did, he really kind of meant that. <laughs> wow. All right, then. There's there's so much black white stuff going on now. It's it's really freaking me out. I thought we were beyond this. No, yeah, I mean, not that. But if it, now the Democrats realize that there's anything, you know, there's a black person involved, you just throw the race card out there and make the blacks come out and defend him and all the rest of it. Well, no, there's like a war on white dudes. It's even worse. I guess for some reason now there's. Um, uh, you know, the, well, the war on white dudes has been going on since the sixties. No, but it's but but now it's it's really ratcheting up. In fact, I I I watch you know news and I, I get watch the biggest kick out of the white dudes who are on the <laughs> anti-white dudes side. It cracks me <laughs> and up. That's what I'm talking about. It's white dudes saying, "Oh, you white dudes you white, are screwing everything up." Like, Wait a minute, you're a white dude. <laughs> I feel, what are you talking I about? I feel really bad. Idiot? But being a white dude now is like you're it, like basically you shouldn't walk the street. If you're an old yeah. white dude, well, it's you're even a worse when you're an old white dude. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you're yeah, because oh, you're old. Here, you're, here. So there's ageism and racism. Well, it's here, everything. Here, here. Listen, and no, record number of women in Congress. Got to give them a shameless plug. I hope it brings a little bit of sanity to the process. By the way, though, the, all of the committee chairs in the House Republican yes, Conference, white men, all white men, very representative. Picture of the parties. Oh, white men! Oh, white men! Mad cow also did it. She did a. Uh, the one thing that Republicans control in Washington is the House of Representatives. Right? They have a majority there. And today the Republicans decided who they are putting in charge of all their committees in the House. Can she talk uh, so this, any faster? Um, yeah, probably. This guy will head the Agriculture Committee. Uh, it's this guy for appropriations. It is this guy for armed services. It will be this familiar fellow for budget. I love how she did this. She's, she talks down to her audience so much. Listen to the this. Republicans have picked and announced who is going to run all their committees in the House. In other words, they have put in charge everyone they have the power to put in charge of everything they are in charge of. And what? here they are. She's, she's trying to 
make a point. By- wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. They put in charge. They're they're in charge because they're the majority party, and they put people in charge of the various committees based on seniority. No, no, no. It's so based, you take it, your top it, seniority people. No, and then it's you based on whitey. Positions. It's ba- you're wrong. It's based on whitey. It's not, it's, it's not based on whitey. If there's a bunch of old black women, they'd be in charge of no, something too. No, it's it's based on whitey. This is very obvious because Rachel Maddow is telling me it's based on whitey. Listen, they are in charge of, and here they are. Did you notice anything about their selections? Um, here, here's the whole group. They're old. Who the Republicans picked to run their committees? And they picked these 19 guys. White. Notice anything? Dudes. So, yeah, this is what you can clip and save for the next time someone in the Beltway tells you how seriously the Republican Party is taking its diversity problem this year. <laughs> so, so you are. They don't have any choice. It's done on seniority. Thank There's you. nobody old enough. Why is no one reelected enough? They, they're not going to put him in some position over somebody with seniority. Why is no That's one saying this? Why but, is know, no to, one saying to, this? Because. Nobody. Well, I think it's because your thesis is correct. It's just a, a hatred, a race hatred against white people who are essentially anybody that's got one of those jobs is stuck to that to that that office for a long time. They've gotten reelected and reelected, and they've done you know they haven't moved. That there may be something wrong with that, but that's a different that's a different issue. Which is, in other words, get the incumbents out. That's a different issue than putting somebody who deserves that position because they've been there and they have seniority. They're supposed to get that job. But is that Give the me rule? A break. Is this that is a the- racist <laughs> creep? This woman is a creep. <laughs> Wait, let's do. Chris- and by the way, I wish I had a clip from a couple of weeks ago. We didn't use it, but I listened to uh, it was a, an interview with the Martin Kalb and uh, the guy used to be Nightline, the big head, redheaded guy, the big with the big. I can't think of his name for some reason. Anyway, he uh, he went on and on, uh, uh, very famous anchor, went on and on about how he thought it would be great if Ra- Rachel Maddow became a, a network anchor. No. I guess he likes fast-talking lesbians, <laughs> but I, just beyond me. Listen to Chris Matthews. Here is an actual old white dude crapping on old white dudes. Oh. And as if that's some kind of explanation, uh, some kind of uh, explanation for the weird phenomenon of the fact that the Republicans did win. There was this extraterrestrial force out there <laughs> yeah. of African-Americans and Hispanics. Okay, now now where can we take this? You're Chris Matthews. You're an old white dude. You've got a rag on, on old white dudes. What is the best way to do that? What is the? How do you close the conversation forever? I have no idea, oh, but I'm come. sure it's a gem. Yeah. Well, duh, that's the country. The last that person the United, that, I the United States. States. This has no bearing on the Republican yeah. Party, and these references are always dangerous, but I'll take it anyway. The last guy to refer to the black auxiliary was Hitler. Anyway, Yay. thank you. There we go. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Old white dudes are Hitler. <laughs> and he's the worst pasty-faced white guy ever. Hitler, but he, I can't believe he pulled the Hitler, Hitler. card. I mean, come That's on. That's a good one. That's really... Pull the Hitler card out of the blue. <laughs> okay, I just want you to know, it's, it's, uh, this is racism, this is ageism, and it's dudism. I've got information, it's sexism. That's sexism. New shit has come to light. It's sexism. That's right. It's all isms. It's crazy. Sexism, racism, and ageism. And dudism. Because you get dudes... It's a war on dudes. It is. It is a war on dudes. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, I let's. I don't uh, think let's... anybody takes it too seriously, except these idiots. Well, it's not about this. You know what it is, John? It's not about the the serious nature. It's if you keep if you just keep cracking, yeah, you keep it, hounding it, pounding cracking it, away, pounding so, it, pounding. Uh, let me chipping away. Let me give you a great example of how the mainstream media, which is uh, last time I checked, not what we are. How they slip things in that get into your mind, and they are, of course, the mainstream media doesn't question them themselves, but this is the programming that is going on. So right now we have, if you're old and white and a dude, this is not good. You are, you are not the future. You're on the wrong side of history, my friend. Now listen to this. You tell me what is said in this 17-second clip that is damaging to your mental health. The mandate that the president has, and I think he said this just after the election, his mandate is to protect the middle class and help people enter and stay in the middle class. So how do we do that? We have to make sure that Medicare is there in the future. Now, did you catch it? No, I didn't. Give it again because I'm going to listen. I, now that I have a, a, a the, I, I know maybe what to listen for. Try it again. Give me that. The president has, and I think he said this just after the election. His mandate is to protect the middle class and help people enter and stay in the middle class. So how do we do that? We have to make sure. This is the new American dream, John. Yeah. No. I okay. Here's what it was. He says. By the way, his mandate was not to protect the middle class. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, this is part of the programming of your mind. Uh, see, I can vote for Obama, and he's oh, what's it say underneath his name? To protect the middle class. <laughs> this is a bumper and then, sticker. And then the, the evil part of it was to get them into the middle class and make them stay there. Exactly. So there's no upward mobility. Exactly. Which is, Thank which you. Which is again, they're just getting by theme this that is, they've been yes, promoting. So yes. in other words. And by the way, there was actually, now I'm going to, you know, this, you always get mad when I do this, but I did hear an interesting point made by, of all people, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I don't get mad. It's just like, who gives a crap? Yeah, I know, I know, but he said, believe me, I sent for some but of his deconstructions. But, 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 but why don't you do this? Then just make your I point steal and it. steal it. I, yeah, this that's case, much easier. I, okay, I'll steal it from now on. <laughs> so the point was is that, is that uh, uh, Buffett, and his bull crap, uh, you know, I would be taking be taxed. He, he made the point that you know, the to, to tax people more is to is uh, and and create income equality doesn't hurt the super wealthy. It actually puts it keeps people from getting to the to 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 get out of the middle class. It, it keeps them from going up the ladder. And you don't, and Buffett and these guys don't want that. These rich Democrats, most of the super wealthy in this country, by the way, are Democrats. And so they uh, they just assume, yeah, I take some more taxes, no big deal. But the thing they'd never bring up, and it, I, I, although Limbaugh says it's never brought up, I've found some examples of it having been brought up, and I think it's something to bring up, which is these guys would just, they start shaking, which is a wealth tax. Mm. If you, you know, if you're going to play this game, I mean, this is what, like, the cap and trade thing, you know, you're going to play the cap and trade game. Why don't you play it right? And if you really believe in global warming, just cap. Let no me, trade. Before, before you move back there, let me play you a little clip of Warren Buffett talking about this. Because, of course, so, so once again, let, let me just go back. Let me just play this for those of you who missed it. I want, to, I want you to hear it again. This is the American dream is get in the middle class and stay there, slave. This is, this is very important. This is completely contrary to what the American dream really is. Is the president middle class? No. He makes it 250,000. Actually, I think it's been increased to 275. The president of the United States is not middle class. He's outside of the middle class. Um, this is not the American dream. We're supposed to come to this country as immigrants and say, hey, 
I can be that guy. I can be the richest man in America. I can be the guy who owns the store on the corner. I can be whatever I want to be. It's not just get in the middle class and stay there, you slave. Let me just play that one more time, and then I'll play you the Buffett thing. ...that the president has, and I think he said this just after the election. His mandate is to protect the middle class and help people enter and stay in the middle class. So, so this is for you to remember. This is the media programming your brain. Now, Warren Buffett realizes that the you know the taxes... It doesn't make. It's not going to change anything. If you look at the, if you really just look at the numbers, we're just spending too much. But you know, we can't stop the spending because then the uh, the economy collapses because we're spending it on bomb making stuff, which we're really good at, and that's where all the money goes. That's what most of the people make their money off of in America. But that's not the point. The point is, let's give these stupid slaves something to feel good about. And Warren Buffett will just put it in your face and tell it to your face. Bottom line, would raising taxes on the wealthiest Americans have a chilling effect on hiring in this country? No, no. And I think it would have a great effect in terms of the morale of the middle class who have, who have seen themselves paying high payroll taxes, income taxes, and then they've watched guys like me end up paying a, a rate that's below that, you know, paid by the people in my office. So there it is. It's, not about, it's always making you feel good. It's like just a little, little thing to make the slaves feel good. The morale. You feel good. Yeah, I got that rich bastard. This is wrong. This is so incredibly wrong. The, the guy is really something that's for sure. He's a piece of work, as they like to say. Uh, in uh, the 18th of uh, this month, uh, op-ed Daniel Altman wrote uh, in a to reduce inequality wealth tax, not income tax, uh, had this to say, which I thought was kind of interesting. American household wealth to totaled more than $58 trillion in 2010, and a flat wealth tax of just 1.5% financial assets and other wealth like housing, cars, and business ownership would have been more than enough to replace all the revenue of the income, estate, and gift taxes, which amounted to about $833 billion after refunds. So let's take, let's take a look at this as, as an idea. You and I and everybody that's, you know, that is uh, where whatever part Everyone are, within the sound of our voice. Everyone within the sound of our voice. Imagine that your total tax burden would be 1.5% of everything you own, period. And compare that, which much of, much of it is debted, by the way, so that would be counted. In other words, if you owe, if you have a, a, a $500,000 house and you owe 200000 on it, you'd have to pay uh, taxes on the part you own, which would be three hundred. But anyway, compare that to what you're having going to have to pay, which is 30% and more uh, of your income, and see how that balances out. And you'll find that the wealth tax for most people would probably be lower, except if you're way up there and you've got, you know, houses like John McCain, seven houses, right. Right. fleets of cars, or people with private jets. I mean, these guys. Now I would like to hear what Buffett would say if you threw this one at him, because his... Because he, he can say, oh, I want my taxes increased. He doesn't have any taxable income. The guy's a phony. <laughs> what is he? He's like Bill Gates for a while. He's paying himself a – or Bill, Bill, Steve Jobs. Pay paying one himself dollar. a dollar one a dollar. year yeah. plus stock. Well, That's bull crap. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just something that I think it's – I think you should go out there as a meme just to scare these guys because somebody who's a billionaire, 1%, uh, 1.5% of, of a billion dollars is quite a bit of money. Nah, I don't think they'll care. All that stuff's rigged. They will. All, nah, these, all that all, stuff's rigged. It's all, all rigged. Things. Oh, it's all rigged. Please. No, no I'm just saying, if you could actually make it happen. 
non-rigged. Yeah, but it's not. It's not going to happen because the guys in. Duh. <laughs> of course, it's not going to happen. Oh, but, rich guys won't let but it then, happen. But okay, this is my point. That, see, when you bring up the Rush Limbaugh thing, then you start to sound. Then it's like the Rush Limbaugh show. No, no, no. He's this is not he interesting. Didn't go this far. This he, is not. Rush Limbaugh's got too much money to want something like that. <laughs> this is not interesting. All I'm trying to point out is interesting to me. Yes. The the point I'm trying to make. How much money are you hiding anyway? Ooh, yes. Hold on a second. Um. Oh yeah. There you go. Thank you. you. Don't have to pay any taxes. Um, now, the only thing I want to point out is is be wary of much, much bigger than taxes schmaxes. Gives a crap. Much bigger than that is the programming to change the populace of the Amer- the, the the popular thinking and the 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 meme of the American dream. This is this to me is the problem. This is way bigger than anything else. That you're supposed to be mediocre, because isn't that what middle class means? Be mediocre. Um, Penn State has a sales video because you know. Um, in case you didn't know, in the United States of Gitmo Nation, um, you, go, you you know we have this. You, everyone's got to go go to college. This is another one of the president's memes. You've all got to go to college um, because uh, everyone deserves a fair shot. And, of course, uh, there are going to be no jobs for you. But that is kind of different. Penn State, which basically commercial, right? You know, they, they, they charge a lot of money, don't they? Even the state school, Penn State, they charge a lot oh, of money. Everybody, you know, this, this is funny. All the schools, the public schools, which used to be free, essentially, because they were public schools paid for by the taxpayers to educate the, the, the masses, mm-hmm. uh, they all started seeing what was going on with this loan scam, which is one of the worst things that has ever been propagated in this, on this poor nation. And, and the high costs of going to a private school and the, and, and the fact that some people would just take out a student loan, go to the private. They just said, Hey, you know, why don't we charge the same amount of money and make some serious dough here? Exactly. And, and screw the kids. And on top of that, so, yeah. yes, it's a, it it's costs a you the same to go to Penn State, is it? Right, it's a scam. And, and on top of that, there's the book scam, which I just want to mention as an aside. Oh, I was, I was the book at, scam no, listen, is the worst. Let me, let me tell you what happened. I was at the um, at the hairdresser, at the barbershop, hairdresser. Excuse me? At the hairdresser, at, at the coiffeur, at the coiffeuse. And one of the girls who works there, because, you know, it's a chick salon. Did, did chick they salon. do your toes? Shut up. It's a chick salon. It's, a, it's, a, it's on South Congress. It's 50 bucks. It's a really expensive coiffure. And one of the girls who works there says, oh, you were in one of my school books. She's studying communications. I'm like, oh, really? She says, yeah, um, as, you know, the, with podcasting. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Which book is it? So I write down the book. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, order the book on Amazon, and uh, and I'll, uh, it's cool. It's a, it's being taught in schools. It, Two, but it was a textbook. Two hundred and forty dollars <laughs> for a book, for a book. And then and I and I saw her, uh, you know, four weeks later, five weeks later, and I said, um, How often do you have your hair done? I have to do it every five weeks. My hair grows really quick. And so I say, uh, hey, man, you know, I didn't order the book. And maybe I could just get a copy of the, your page because it's 240 bucks. She says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and by the way, I had to have the right version because I was going to she was going to rent one. You can rent books now, um, apparently, you, uh, for a fraction of the cost. Uh, and she said, and I was going to rent one. It was much cheaper, like 80 bucks. But I couldn't uh, use that one because it was the wrong version. So this scam is so deep. Now, anyway, so he, on to the um, the Penn State commercial. You think you go to Penn State to you know get a degree and 
and go have a, what is it, a white-collar job. We'll see some days that the manufacturing uh, folks are begging us for students. We've had more calls from companies than we've had in years. While the national unemployment rate remains high, ironically, so does the demand for skilled manufacturing professionals. That acute need is felt at Pennsylvania College of Technology. Despite whatever you might think about the economy, our students typically had multiple offers and opportunities with major companies all across the United States. So, so in manufacturing, they're showing people operating a touchscreen on a manufacturing line, John, which apparently you have to go to university now to understand how to operate that. So the idea is... <laughs> You spend. Uh, do I push this? I'm telling you. Well, and well, it, it gets better because not only do they say, "Hey, demand is high. You got to come to our school. Demand is crazy. We don't even have enough students to give to these people." And even during the summer, we had manufacturers coming to us asking for our students, and we really couldn't supply anyone because they were already well placed. And the students had Ball great opportunities. Wait, 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 wait for it. They don't have to settle for one job. Oh, they no. can sometimes name their price, and they can go back and forth and, and uh, choose a job that really fits them. These are very sustainable jobs and, and very, very good incomes. I believe the range uh, ran uh, in the spring uh, roughly minimum 40000 a year to oh, about wow. 75000 wow. in that range. i got to go get me some education. I mean, it's bull crap anyway. It's bull crap. It's a sales video. It's just a lie. It's a sales video. But but I was amazed. It's okay if you don't go to college. It's really okay. I mean, we also have, we used to have a nation of people who uh, would make stuff. We don't have that anymore. We all have to be middle class, get in there. It's like the, my dad had a theory once, the customer marketing method. It's like, it's like a pyramid. <laughs> go figure. My dad and pyramids all-seeing eye. And it was like, get them in, move them up. And this is the same concept. It's like, get them in, move them up, and keep them there. Keep them right there in the middle bit where everything is controlled. I find it peculiar. Well, besides the fact that it's still basically a lie, there's also some promotion in there for some, I guess, some technology school. This is the big thing going on right now, these these. DeVries and all these other guys are getting all the attention. Can't, this, uh, can't we do that? We've looked at this, but we have to, you have to be accredited, right? That's the whole the whole problem. No. Is the, you don't have to be accredited? No. We no. can just start that a depends school? on what accreditation. There are different kinds of accreditation. If you want to be the University of California at Berkeley, also known as CIA West, if you want to be... <laughs> If you want to be that, you have to you have to be part of this large accreditation system that that, that all the that all the exclusive colleges have, and yeah, that's special. And that we're not getting that. Nobody's getting that unless you've been around and you've got you know some chops. No, but there's all these other secondary, third-rate things that, of course, the top guys would never accept a, a credit from any of these other ones. But that's besides the point. If you're doing vocational stuff, so we could teach pot. We could have podcasting school. Oh. Uh, Ah. Podcasting school, the Adam Curry <laughs> Podcasting School, with Adam Curry as the chief principal. And special lecturer, John C. Dvorak. Hello, kids. Yeah, <laughs> we could have the Adam Curry Podcasting School, and, and course, you could we could sell a uh, uh, fact. We should probably just do that and stop yeah. doing the show. The yeah, show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do have a great offer, though, that uh, was sent to me. Uh, from our friends uh, at the Bureau, 
We have friends at the agency, friends at the bureau. This is from the bureau. Um, Do we, but here, I want to stop you for a second. We got some more uh, challenge coins from uh, some some State Department ones. Oh, and nice. um, and uh, literally from the, the state. So you got a the couple. State, the State do, Department. Do we have? Yeah, these are from the embassies uh, oh, in nice. Burma. Oh, they're good ones. Uh, <laughs> cool, love it. So we have um, a lot of challenge coins from all over the place. And I was talking to JC about this, and he says the challenge coins. Because I said, "Where's our NSA challenge coins?" Yeah, this and one he we says that have. the challenge coins stems from the military, and the only reason we're getting them from the CIA and people like that is because it's, it's essentially part of the military, and <laughs> right. it stems from the military. Yeah. So, I, so the question remains: is that I guess there is no NSA challenge coins? Maybe we should, you know, get them, get get off the duffs. Well, I think um, the reason why we get challenge coins from so we have them from uh, FBI, CIA. Um, some, I don't have an FBI one. Oh, I have FBI Dallas. Yeah, um, huh. that's because they have gift shops. That's basically that's why. <laughs> because you know it's easy for people to just pick one up in the FBI gift shop. But the FBI uh, has an offer for you to join FBI's cyber team and be the best at what you do. Today's FBI, it's for you. Listen. Today's FBI is dedicated to preventing and investigating the most sophisticated computer threats around the globe. Your skills may thwart illegal cyber activities that incite violent attacks, advance crime, target national security and terrorism, and threaten the nation's critical infrastructure. Discover why now, more than ever, an FBI cyber career is for you. You can get an internship. And all you need uh, is to be here, internship requirements, enrolled full-time in an accredited school or university. That could be the Adam Curry School of Podcasting. Or you're currently a college junior, senior, or graduate. You have a 3.0 GPA. And, uh, and of course, they'd like to check. <laughs> preferred degrees and experiences for listed cyber careers include but are not limited to. Are you ready? Cyber investigations, computer science, computer forensics, information assurance, information technology, ethical hacking, cybersecurity. What? <laughs> ethical hacking? It says ethical hacking. You need to have experience. Preferred degree in ethical hacking. Ethical hacking. That, this is, I, should, I need to shut up. 95% of our audience is applying as we speak. <laughs> ethical hacking. FBIjobs.gov. FBIjobs.gov slash cyber careers. This is this is They're hiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where it's going, man. This is where it's I got a I got a cryptic note from one of our um bureau friends about the L Ron incident. And that apparently was some hacking thing that has never been spoken about, but say I hate it when these guys do this, you know, they like like, hey, you should ask that buddy about this. You know, they like try to. Yeah, these guys. Like, what am like, I? <laughs> what, 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 are you, what are you, the middleman? Uh, why don't you just tell me? Yeah. E L R O N, the Elron incident. I have no idea what it means. I don't know. Is it, can you look it up on yeah, the book of knowledge? No, 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 no. I, he assured me. It, the note said, it's not in the book of knowledge. Ask this guy about the Elron. It's like they're trying to outdo each other. Like, who's more real? Who's a, who's a, who's a more real fed? Hey, you, you, I have a, I have a, uh, I got an anecdote from somebody. Okay. They say, he, the guy says, 
during the Nixon era. He lived in Washington, D.C., and he lived down the street from somebody, I guess, who was in one of the agencies. Mm-hmm. And and he says that the the whole Watergate break-in yeah. was uh, – it was all – nobody's ever really gotten the story correct. Hmm. It was Nixon. They The, the, the Democrats had – a, a picture of Nixon in a compromised position with an underage teenage uh, hooker. <laughs> yes. I believe it right away. I'm in. I'm done. Okay, let's and write they it up. Had to get the, they had to get the roll of film back. This and sounds so, and they, totally, and they totally accomplished right. it and destroyed it. And so that's why it never came up. I so believe this. I so, so, so believe this. You know that this happened to me once? What? Did I tell you the story where this happened to me? This exact same thing. My own Watergate. Should I tell you the story? Yeah. So I just started at the television. I was 19. And I was on television in Holland. And I was like super, super. There was only two stations. So it was like you know, everyone knew me. And I went to go interview the Rolling Stones. So we're talking. When was I 19, John? This is 1983, I think. 84. I don't know. So I go to interview the Rolling Stones in London. And we're in London, and it's like one of these shoots where you know they're all like rolling around, and it's hard to get them into the room, and everyone's waiting. And we're talking tape, right? We're talking analog. We're talking clapboards. You know, th- this is way back in the day. Please, you know, forget that you're in 2012. So finally, um, you know, they, the guys stumble in. It was um, Keith and uh, and Woody. They fall into the room. They're like, oh, hold on a second. They go in the bathroom. They're snorting coke off his Bowie knife. You know, like, ah, so they finally sit down and we do the interview. It was great because they were completely hammered. And then uh, my producer says, oh, man, you know, let's take a picture because we can get this on the front page of the newspaper that you did an interview with him. Great promotion for the show. And no one had a camera. Can you imagine? This is 1984. No one had brought a camera, but I had a new one of these newfangled Kodak disc cameras in my briefcase. Remember those? The Kodak disc? Yep, Yep, they had a disc. Right. So I say, oh, I've got the Kodak disc, which, by the way, crappy photos. They took really crap photos. Yeah, they were little bitty negatives or a dinky. Yeah, like, like a Viewmaster. In a- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they take a picture, and, um, and we go back, and, we're, um, uh, and so we have a service, and the service uh, is the Dutch Broadcasting Corporation, where they would actually take, it's called the Press Bureau, you would give them your film, and they would have it developed, and then, you know, then they'd send it out to the, to the uh, newspapers, etc. So I gave the disc to my producer, and um, at the time, I was uh, dating one of the, um, well, she, she would, had just started, I'm already seeing where this is yeah, headed. She had just started to. She was an announcer on television. They had these announcers in in between the. It's very much like the BBC does with voice in Holland. They would have an announcer, and she would sit there and say, "Oh, coming up next, we have this show and this show after that." And then she would go away, and then she she come in like kind of a disc jockey of television shows, and really pretty girl, Caroline Tensa. Everyone in Holland knows her, and um, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh crap, man. I took pictures of her with the disc camera and they're not, they're like not flattering <laughs> they had naked pictures. And so we broke into the press bureau that night to retrieve the disc and then have it developed somewhere else where we could actually, you know, get rid of the, uh, the prints, the, the evidence, the, the evidence. And, and it was, and I still have these pictures, which is the best part. I've carried them with me through two marriages. What? <laughs> What a, what a what a pervert! <laughs> but these things do happen, and I totally yeah. believe that. How can we find out more about Nixon? This is great. Well, I don't know. I think all the guys involved with that. Actually, any one of the the I don't know how many of the burglars. 
<clears throat> would have been privy to the real target. Um, I think probably that 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 creepy guy that was always claiming to be uh, all kinds of you know super spy that used to light his hand on fire. Kind of what is his name? G. Gordon Liddy would know. But then you can't trust what he says. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's verifiable. I love it though. Good story. Good yeah. story. Only on no agenda. Oh, hold on a second. The best podcast in the universe. Yes, we have great old go- crazy gossip on the No Agenda show. It's not gossip. This is fact. <laughs> fact. Crazy. Fact. It's not gossip. gossip. Let's uh, let's thank some producers. Yeah, good idea. So we do have a few uh, producers, and you uh, put right at the top of the list on our executive. We have one, two, three, four executive producers. That's nice. This is very only, good. Only two of them would take credit for having anything to do with us. <laughs> uh, this make me anonymous, man. It's like so. Uh, Jonathan Allen gave, uh, uh, contributed to the show an IC seventy two hundred HF radio shipped directly from ICOM. Yes, this and is. So we, yeah, this is a uh, Jonathan. Uh, has a um, he has what's access- his call letter? What's his call letters? You know, I don't think he has a. I don't think he has a call, or maybe he does, but he's got to. He, no, no, no. He's 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 very. He's like he has this. He has a company, you know, Western Communications. It sounds to me like kind of like a front for some kind of CIA ops because he does other stuff, but he can order directly from ICOM from the factory. So he'll give any uh, no agenda ham uh, his factory price, um, and it's shipped directly from ICOM. Uh, if you just email them at noagendahamradio at gmail.com. Gmail, the email system for the agency. Um, and, uh, and right, it goes, yeah, so that way you don't have to worry about sending a CC to the CIA. No, everyone they knows, exactly. Right, so, right so Jonathan sent, had from, from, sent from, fa- from the factory the IC7200, which I have hooked up and now I am DXing all over the world. My first QSO, my friend, was West Virginia. From Texas to West Virginia. It's a magical thing. Fascinating. So we will be knighting uh, Jonathan and uh, as, a, as a no agenda insta night and highly appreciate that gesture. Is he on the list there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's on the night okay. list, of course. And then we have, blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. We don't, uh, that's got an anonymous note. We think he's anonymous. He didn't, wasn't real clear, but he gave 465 bucks and it's show 465. So that's nice. Right. And then we have from all of $465 to anonymous guys. And he yeah. says anonymous donation, uh, working, excuse me, working on a non-anight status before the end of the year. Okay, great. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, even if you're anonymous. Should I tell you something? Uh, when, yeah. when we do the uh, school of podcasting, uh, when you graduate, you get a certificate that just says anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous has completed. There you go. And finally, we have a person that wants to chime in. Good old Dame Janice Kang from Fremont. $333.33. Oh. She's, she's in and out of our, uh, our list. She constantly. is definitely she's, in and out of the list. That's great. Yeah. Uh, she uh, boosted totals during the holidays. Uh, thanks to John and Adam. Looking to joining the world of ham. She wants to be a ham. Oh, good. We're, good. Are there many female hams out there? She asks rhetorically. <laughs> yeah. The, from what we can tell, no. Mm-mm. Living in California where the big one might hit any day is an incentive to find an alternative to traditional communications channels because we all know how unreliable cell service is, Absolutely. even without a natural disaster. Absolutely. I'm looking at you, AT&T. 
Hey, John, how about giving the N.A. Dames a shout-out in the opening of the show, which we didn't even do today? Not yet. Not yet. We will. Uh, the Knights are recognized every Thursday and Sunday with nary a mention of the Dames. Are we welcome to sit at the round table, or are we just serving the mutton and mead? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, Dame Janice, you, you, you crack me up, mutton girl. And mutton mead. and mead. Ah, I love it. <laughs> so, um, yes, there are a few female hams, and let me tell you, the dudes like working them. So you ex- get ready so to get a lot of attention. Get ready to be worked a lot, as we say in the ham business. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's a good skill to have. And I tell you, this these digital modes where you don't you don't even just turn the radio on. You don't even listen to the sound. You just look at the screen, and then you see like a little waveform. You click on it, and then you know you're talking to Brazil, but typing on the computer. You can send files, and it's it's pretty sophisticated. It's a fifth gate. Uh, Sir James Briscoe in Bayshore, New York, 272-63. Rather than pay for cable service, I'd rather pay you. Here's a small tidbit to make up for the lack of Sunday donations. That show was absolutely hilarious with the sweet news report and other bits. You know what? That's what I forgot to do. I promised the sweet news report you, for this show, and I didn't do one. And, you know, I looked at your clips when they came in. I'm like... Huh, only eight clips. Well, maybe one of them is a sweet news report, and he spent all his time doing that. But what did you actually spend your time doing? Oh, I know. I, I know what you spent your time sourcing that picture of that chick you put on the newsletter. What the hell was up with that? Is this like some <laughs> psychological trick you're trying to play on us? Okay, I'm looking for a thing to put on the newsletter. You put a girl in a swimming pool. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> I was just going to tell you where, where this picture came from. So I go to the No Agenda uh, art generator, and which I usually I screw, and I hit the wrong button. I went right to the first thing ever submitted to the art generator. It was that picture. I said, "That's fate." This picture goes on there. I love it. Well, it, it did get it did get my attention. Please credit this donation to my father, John, who I've always in, uh, had interesting conversations about your show with. That's nice. He's one of the premier high-end residential architects here. Why is, what is this with architects in our show? Architects and are an smart absolute people. artist, as you say, all architects are. In fact, they are. Yes, I mean, fact. Just look at the buildings. Fact, fact. Well, you know what this is? I, I got it. Because architects have to think outside of the box. That's why architects of great stature listen to no agenda. Well, I guess so. Design draw anyway goes on. Uh, find him in the blue book. For his benefit, I'd like Adam to... Just once call Mr. Dvorak, John C. Dvorak, king of the wild frontier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do it. Well, is there anything else I have to do along with that? Or is it, it kind uh... of fits. I think no. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> John C. Dvorak, king of the wild frontier. Now, why can't you do that voice when you're doing the auditions? <laughs> I've tried that. <laughs> What auditions? Anyway, okay. The auditions that have dried up after your great coaching has won me zero gigs. That, those auditions? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm an experimental director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You and so, uh, anyway, thanks, Sir James. Uh, Eric, and, and to your uh, dad, John. John Briscoe, great architect. Uh, Eric Braley in Polsbo, Washington, one of the greatest cities in this, the United States, I might add. It's a little, it's a little Norwegian town <laughs> in Washington State. Oh. And he can use some general purpose karma. You've got karma. Eric Finkenbeiner, who, uh, without a lot of uh, discussion, that's sent us. Uh, uh, that's uh, 
Is Eric, sir? I don't, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm confused. No, I got you. Anyway, he sent us the strange challenge coin, so I credited him with $200 towards his knighthood, even though there's no money really here. Yeah, but that's... Andrew, well, but they're cool. Yeah, These are really uh, cool ones. These are uh, cha- one challenge coin from Burma that's got... That is actually got a bass relief with holes. It's just like you can oh, see through it. That's, that's that huge. Cool. You know what's going to be great is that when we die, which is inevitable... Yeah, there's going to be some some kids in the family, and I, hopefully it'll be my grandchild somewhere. It's going to you know come across this like stash. I'm going to be like, wow, challenge. What coins. was Grandpa doing with all this? Yeah, was he in Burma during the war? <laughs> during the Great War of 2012. <laughs> Andrew Seuss in Melbourne, Vic- Melbourne, Victoria, two hundred seventy-five, two hundred dollars and seventy-five cents. He petitions to be a recognized knight. Please recognize me as your knight in Tasmania. Uh, looking for a job karma for my wife, Christy. And send greetings to my brother, Patrick. Absolutely. And he will be knighted today, <laughs> Sir Andrew. You've got karma. Uh, Thank you for Sir your support. Barry Hanna in Akatox, Alberta. Wow. Uh, $200 waiting for my ring. Okay, well, we're on it. it she sends them out every couple of months. Uh, and he does enjoy the podcast. <laughs> That's a message. I enjoy your podcast. No, 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 he says, I do enjoy. I do. I do enjoy your podcast. I do indeed enjoy. Worship. I do, I do indeed enjoy. Well, uh, uh, and they want to thank all these folks for uh, being producers of today's show, 465. I want to remind people that got another show coming up on Sunday, which is a good opportunity to become an executive producer. Uh, go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channel Dvorak.com slash NA, noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com and click on the donate button there and you can help us out. We'd really appreciate it. What I find uh, nice is that we have two 465 club members. That, you know, the higher we get up in these numbers, that obviously becomes a detractor. Um, and even though the, both those uh, 465 club members are e- anonymous, one of them, I think I can mention, is uh, an employee at Apple. Who I think I, that's as, as much as you can say. No, that's all I'm going to say. Who, yeah. I, who I told about the data bug problem. So to me, it's a secret message. Oh, well, whatever. You, are you with me? Do you hear me? I'm uh, not just saying anything because I think he should remain anonymous. That's right, but he's remaining anonymous. Do you know how many people work at Apple? Uh, I don't know. A lot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's safe. I think he's safe if we say that. All right. Anyway, so um, uh, I think we have a few more messages from you, from Devorak. our uh, coach. <laughs> well, first, let me say in the morning to you, John C. Well, wait, you, shut Adam up. Curry. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Why do you do that? Because that's what you said. In, in, the, the morning. You said in the morning. Come on, wait a minute. In the morning, John C. Dvorak, king of the wild frontier. Ah. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning, all ships and sea boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and all the knights and dames out there who support this show week after week. We appreciate every one of them for being so helpful. Yes, not just helpful, but supportive, I think, is the actual uh, uh, the actual verbiage. And thank you to Nick the Rat for our artwork on the previous episode of the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe. Check out all of the art at noagendaartgenerator.com. And if you're out there and are just living the American dream of getting by, you can always help us by doing one thing, and that is propagating our formula. 
Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Also, want to thank Martin JJ for the alternative art that uh, showed up. Oh, really? He's uh, you know it's it's hard to keep up with these guys. These guys are good. I mean, just like our our, our architects, we we attract an artistic crowd. John, just face it, we an artistic crowd. Um, a cyber well, what's crowd. interesting is we've had the, we have these we have that comes in a wave. We get like two or three guys that get real competitive, and then they. I don't want to say they burn out, but they get tired of doing it. I don't know what sure happens because somebody else comes along and then they do it. The funny thing about Martin JJ is that we looked at a lot of his stuff up over the years. He's actually been contributing for a long time and only lately got into this groove. Yeah. Because he was getting, you know, coming in second and third on the choices for like, you know, a year. Second and then all and of a sudden he's like kicking everybody off the, off the front page. Like, like we're giving trophies second and third. It's weird. Oh, second place. Sorry. Like sorry, sorry, but then the next thing you know, he's like hammering it out of the park. So you really have to wonder. Uh, that's why right. I guess the message is that people should just keep, you know, trying. I want to, um, since we are an equal uh, opportunity offender and job provider, uh, for those of you who were uh, already, you know, often sending your resumes into the FBI, there is an alternative which I'd like to recommend. Uh, one of our producers uh, apparently works there. It is the. Blackwater of Cyber Warfare, and uh, I think you should check this outfit out uh, if you're going to send your resume. Uh, they are called Crowd Strike, and that is a Charlie Romeo Oscar W Delta Strike. CrowdStrike.com, a stealth mode security startup. You can join the mission. <laughs> and the, uh, do you remember a couple of? It was a couple of weeks ago. There was a mock, I think it was a part of state, what was it? Remember they had that like cyber week and Janet Napolitano showed up everywhere and was doing a little, you know, talks about, you know, our infrastructure, et cetera. The CEO. Janet Napolitano, the person that doesn't use email and doesn't probably know how to even boot a computer, that one? Yeah, that one. That Janet Napolitano? That's the one. So the the CEO of this company, uh, CrowdStrike, he was, they did like a, George Kurtz is his name. They did a, a mock attack and he was supposed to be, you know, like the CEO of the company that was attacked. And, you know, here's how we're going to handle this and how we're going to do something. I mean, this it's incestuous. So this is the Blackwater. Keep your eye out for CrowdStrike, the Blackwater of cyber warfare, uh, which is going to kick in uh, to high gear right after. Um, well, I guess uh, next year when the um, when uh, when our government gets back and does something. That's when uh, when we'll see all of the cyber legislation come into play, which is going to be very interesting. Hmm. Oh yeah. I had, so here's a thesis that that um, I think is going to be the big boom, and this may be the push uh, the administration is going to do here in America, and I think it will work in other countries as well. Not all of them, but in other countries, it will work. So we, we pretty much we're making all the 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 killing stuff. Um, we're really good at the drone stuff. So now that we have, and I really like that you put us on this attention span of look for rebuilding of our 100-year-old infrastructure. So we have pipelines or uh, gas explosions, continuous gas explosions. And this will be a part of the uh, 
um, the new infrastructure that needs to be built, right? So if you overlay that with the push and, and many, many, and actually the illegal push to get drones flying domestically in the United States. The FAA is, you know, by 2015, they're supposed to have everything all set up. But, of course, already drones are flying everywhere, and, you know, as it's tests or beta, et cetera. If we don't want to wait until 2015 to have the Skynet implemented above the United States, <coughs> this is how you do it. We're going to declare these explosions, uh, and that's why the NTSB is there, because gas is transported through pipelines. We need to get the drones... <coughs> To survey it's the pipelines. such a crock. It's hilarious. To survey the pipelines. Pipeline survey. I used to fly pipelines just to get hours on the helicopter. Pipelines, uh, pipeline surveys is big, big, big. In fact, most small helicopter, well, all helicopter companies are really small companies. They all survive on a pipeline contract typically. And then they'll, you know, uh, have lessons and fly people around <laughs> and do other stuff. But the real money is either made on maintenance or on pipeline protection. So I think we're going to see this push to get drones flying over pipelines because they're so dangerous and they're exploding and all. You, you watch. The news will come out that people were digging near a pipeline or someone, you know, hit a pipeline. And, you know, like over there in Massachusetts, some hookers were out there digging and then I'm sorry, strippers. And then they uh, they hit the pipeline and didn't know. And that's why it blew or their high heel pierced the pipeline. And that's how we're going to get drones flying, and that's how we're going to upgrade the infrastructure. I can see an entire movement coming around this. Well, we know we're going to get drones flying. But we need them earlier than 2015. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to be. I mean, the police departments are going to have drones. There are going to be drones everywhere. The weather service, the KRON, weather on the fours will have a drone flying up and down the or no i'd be the freeway report traffic report on the fours and they're gonna be what's the fours i guess somebody's on all fours so so there could be a i've, ne- a I've never heard of traffic on the fours <laughs> traffic on the fours Isn't and the traffic on, it's on the six it's always on the, it's six. On the six traffic on the no, six on the fours on the eights <laughs> so anyway so the traffic on the fours and the eights would be a drone flying all over up and down the freeways and with with a little photo taking photos right and flying up and down the pipelines. This is going to be big business, John. We're so stupid. Yeah, we are diddling around with a little podcast. No, no, I'm telling, no, no. We've already figured it out. It's, it's the Adam Curry School of Podcasting. I don't think that's, I don't think that, I mean, that's not it. It used that's to be not, a school of broadcasting, two of them, and they were have, competitive. I have a diploma from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Never heard of that one, but that's typical. You actually got a diploma from the School of Broadcasting? Yeah, because I... Uh, I went to Paul Allen School of Broadcasting, also known as Tech TV. Hold on a second. And I, I didn't actually take the course. I just went... you just got a diploma. No, I just went, you know, did like a talk or whatever. You know, like, hey, man, oh. if, if you come and talk at our school, we'll give you a free diploma. We'll give you a diploma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like the honorary degree at the University yeah. of Maryland for giving the keynote. So commencement. So how do we set this up? This Adam Curry School of Podcasting. It's like the School of Rock in a way, isn't it? I think we should just do a. Uh, it has to be a virtual school because we're not. Let's face it. Neither one of us are interested in dealing with the real estate issues of actually having a school. So we what we need is we need a little. We need a book, a mm-hmm. podcasting book, which oh, I've been uh, Mimi's been wanting you to do anyway for years. <laughs> Wait a minute! Didn't we so start now, writing now we that? Have a new Wait, angle. stop! 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 stop. <laughs> 
Didn't we start writing a podcasting book many years ago? I think we talked a big no, game. No, I remember. I think. Well, I, maybe, maybe I think, we may have some text ready. I think. So we'll Mimi, look. I'll look Mimi in the archives. The, I'll go down into the, cell, oh, no. the cellar. We got us. I've been sucked into the Dvorak writing a book that never gets finished. Whole. Oh no! <laughs> no! Don't put me in there. Ah! <laughs> I've got so a we'll get this book for- done. <laughs> And we'll sell the book with uh, some some gear. You need some gear, a little microphone. Oh, no, some no, man. Crap. No, mixer, microphone. Mixer, a little yeah, mixer. Yeah, yeah, A little uh, something, something cheap. It'll be like and, Adam but, Curry's home kit. Yeah, a little kit. Comes yeah. with a kit. And then you can start podcasting. Uh, some software. They, so, you, you know. Wait, wait, you can, wait. And, and we build in uh, the hosting service. We got Mr. Oil with this whole hosting service thing. Right, that might be good too. Yeah, Streaming, sure. learn learn Until how to they stream. Start getting, then they, yeah, or or give a special deals with Podbean or somebody. No, that can no, we're not going to give Podbean. We've got our no. Well, we're not going to do. I don't want to do free hosting. No, who said? Oh, oh, hold on a second. Who said anything about free? Okay. Hello. Oh, so just, okay. Good. Hello. Free. All right. Okay. Okay. That's fine then. Let those guys charge for it. They, they, they give it to us for free. Let them. Uh, let them have a uh, some uh, a piece of the action. A taste. A taste. <laughs> hey, we'll give you a taste. <laughs> it's like, what are we, drug dealers? <laughs> give a taste. By the way, let me tell you, I saw the best. I got to talk about drugs for a minute. Because, you know, since I stopped smoking, I'm I'm always interested in drugs. You're looking for drugs. <laughs> looking for drugs everywhere. And um, so my daughter was here. And we see this commercial on television for Zzquil. Are you familiar with Zzquil? So NyQuil. I think I've seen a commercial. Right. So NyQuil is, uh, I wonder if the. Oh, right, right. This stuff, sleeping NyQuil. Right. So, so let me just explain. So NyQuil is a cough syrup, uh, an antihistamine or whatever. It's a, it's a cough medicine. But, uh, it, and I think, isn't that the stuff that you can make crystal meth from? Yeah, I think there's some of that in there. Okay. <laughs> it's a cough syrup. So one of the ephedrines. Right. So um, it is well known that, you know, people take this to fall asleep, even if they don't have a cough. Let me see if I can find it. Right. They say, I'm NyQuil. I can't get to sleep. And then they clunk out. Let me see if I can find the commercial. I didn't. I should have looked for this, but it just came up. Um, So we see this commercial all of a sudden for not NyQuil, but Zzquil, which is, oh, here it is, which is literally selling the, the same stuff in a new bottle. Um, as a sleeping aid, which is is completely crazy. It's like an it's like you you don't need a prescription, and the stuff will knock you out. I think this looks like introducing Zequil Sleep Aid. It's not for colds. It's not for pain. It's just for sleep because sleep is a beautiful thing. Zequil, the non habit forming sleep aid from the makers of Nyquil. So you hear that little music. So we we're walking through Walgreens. Uh, picking up some stuff, and we walk past the display, and that music starts playing with a snoring. Oh, beautiful! And it's literally a, and little twinkly lights on the on the display, like little Christmas. And you hear clunk 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 clunk, and we were like zombies. We were like Zequil need, and we bought like a big two pack of Zequil, and we roofied oh, ourselves. What suckers! And we roofied ourselves. We had it was a science. We we're testing it out. Um, and so it worked, <laughs> it worked really well. <laughs> no wonder you were late for the show. No, that was two days ago. <laughs> it wasn't the same thing. Uh, and while we're at it, um, I'd like to play another drug ad. This is, um, the all new Vivance, 
which I think um, Adam Levine shills for. He's uh, the guy from The Voice. Um, Vivance is pretty much Adderall in a different packaging. But I love this commercial because they're telling you to... Now, remember, whenever someone tells you not to do something, if they, you know, um, we, we try to correct ourselves on this all the time. Um, instead of saying, don't forget to do this, you say, remember to do this. Because your brain doesn't parse the not part. So if you want to remind someone, you need to say, remember to get the milk and not, don't forget to buy the milk because you, oh, I forgot, I just forget. It's an instruction to the brain to forget to buy the milk. So when you're telling someone not to do something, in the positive, it can actually instruct them to do this. Vivance. Yeah, because not you can, brain cannot remember negative information that way. Vivance is wanting you to, to become a part of their drug dealing network. So here's the deal. Vivance helps control my ADHD. That's it. As part of a treatment plan, my doctor prescribed Vivance. It won't do my laundry or do my work for me. Ooh, I love this. It won't do my laundry or do my work for me because I'm going to I'm going to be so productive on this legal cocaine that I'm going to do the laundry and your work. This is is a very very well constructed commercial. But for some adults with ADHD, Vivance works throughout the day, even at 14 hours after taking it. You can be doing laundry all day. This is the message. 14 and hours. 14 you're hours. Get a lot of work I mean, done. I, my shit is going to be clean. Vivance helps control my ADHD. I do the rest. Now here's more you need to know. Okay. What's the first thing you need to know? Vivance has a risk of abuse or dependence. Okay, not a problem. We liken that. It's all good. We like the drugs that are risky. Selling or sharing Vivance may harm others and is illegal. This is, <laughs> become a part of our <laughs> network, kids. Share and sell. I mean, come on. Come on. This is literally please become a part of our drug dealing network. Well, actually, what, what they've done there, I think, is even more insidious even in, better, in a way. Yeah. Uh-huh. What they've managed to do with that little announcement, which I've never heard on a, a drug ad before, is is to say that this obviously is a problem that exists. Pay attention. It's, <laughs> In other words, if you never thought to share or, or to sell the stuff, you, attention, you attention. now know that people are doing that. I love it. This is great. So that's, that's, that's the way to introduce... Uh, the fact selling. there is a market out there. Oh. People are selling this drug. Yeah. Well, so let, don't let, sell it. No, it's illegal. Selling is illegal, but it's very profitable. Now, let's uh, listen to the rest. Store it safely. Yeah, where you can handle it quickly so you can give it to your, your, your customers. Do not take it if you take MAOIs or are allergic to stimulants. Sudden death, stroke, heart attack, and high blood pressure were seen in adults taking stimulants like Vyvanse. In other words, this is a seriously good drug. Call your doctor right away. To get some. If you have chest pain, shortness of breath, or fainting. <laughs> New or worsening mental illness has also occurred while taking stimulants. <laughs> I love that. Mental illness? <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> That's me, baby. Call your doctor if you have changes in mood, behavior, or thoughts. Mood. Where did she get learn her diction? Mood. Hey, my mood. My mood. My mood is not so good, doctor. Other serious side effects include seizures, blurred vision, and tics. That's for dear. They'll never know I'm taking it. Because I, I already they, got they the Tourette. I thought she said tits. No, no, no Ed, please. I wish. No, this ticks. 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 Like, uh, 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 my, but at least I don't have ADHD. Common side effects include decreased appetite, trouble sleeping, dry mouth, diarrhea, and nausea. 
perfect. They left one out. They 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 blew it. Anal leakage because of a lost appetite. No, they, you want to throw something in there to up sales. Yeah, it's the diet weight loss. Yeah, weight loss. Yeah, they. I agree. If they had hired the yeah, creative work consulting, it, wait, wait, yeah. you lost your appetite. You lost weight. Oh, oh that's a ah, symptom. Yeah, perfect. It's good. Vitamins helps control my ADHD. The rest is up to me. Talk to your doctor about Vivance. Vivance. List X amphetamine dimethylate. Love it. Amphetamine? Whoa. <laughs> List X may cause ticks, and it's illegal to sell. Hint, hint, Another wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. You know, they've never stuck since World War II. My dad told me this. He said, when you're on a Navy ship uh, in World War II, it was like it, everyone was wasted on Benzedrine. The yeah. whole Navy. Yeah. I mean, this, by the yeah. way, is not unusual. The armies uh, since the days of during, uh, I guess, Alexander the Great used to keep his troops stoned on opium. I mean, the, the whole army was just on opium, so they'd fight and they couldn't feel any pain. No, <laughs> it's yeah. just like well, it's, it's, hey, these guys, you can't even hurt them. So Vivance's little sister, which is Adderall, um, has been a big. There's been a big blow up now within the uh, the NFL. The so. Um, Giants, uh, Giants player Tyler Sash. I have no idea who these people are, uh, but he was. Um, he had a random drug test, and he had uh, his doctor had prescribed him Adderall, which is it's it's, it's an amphetamine. It's a, it's coke. It's legal. Co- In fact, it's really good. It's coke. an amphetamine. It's not coke. It's okay. It's, it's speed. An, it's as but, good as Coke. I'm reliably informed. Well, that's fine and dandy, but it's not a. It's not cocaine. It's an. It's an amphetamine. It's a different type of upper. Okay, I'll just say it's like Coke. Okay. Okay, fine. Okay. Say whatever you want. Uh, just, just like Coke, but it's in a pill, and you and it's legal. I mean, selling it's illegal, but it's legal. So these guys are getting um, suspended from games, but the here's what's interesting: other players who either. Uh, had been prescribed Adderall before they joined the league, like in school when they were kids. They don't. They're not getting in trouble for taking Adderall because they had like a pre-existing yeah, a scandal, a, pre, oh, a pre-existing condition. So yeah, I know. This so is the idea crap. is These guys are all no. The idea is on. get get on it now before you they're start playing college bun- ball. Actually, that's funny. No, yeah. it's not get funny. It it's crazy. But this is what the, this is what the message is: get on it now before you get to professional sports. And all you have to do, well, you know, just a little bit of that, ADHD, whatever. They tried to, uh, you know, they NASCAR, one driver was caught with it and uh, tested it. And they decided that no, uh-uh, because we don't need don't need a bunch of guys driving around at 200 miles an hour hyped <laughs> up on speed. It's, I, the whole country is on this stuff. Yeah. The whole well, country. Anyway, the point I was trying to make before I so rudely interrupted was my father was on a ship and the Benzedrine was what they used to use. And then they've, they've, they slowly evolved into various other amphetamines, dextroamphetamine, uh, you know, dexedrine, which became dexedrine was the brand name. And then they, but that still had, they still one problem after another with these things. And they have been fine tuning the way I see it. Uh, essentially Benzedrine, Benny's, uppers, since be- probably before World War II, and it's taken this long, which is 50, 60 years, they keep working on it to get something that is really, that actually does the, whatever the trick it is they're trying to get ha- to make happen, which apparently is to just get you all wired up without too many side effects. So that's that. Are you sure? 
Yeah, I, I, I talk now because I don't want to like rudely interrupt you. Anymore. Yeah, I knew you'd be rudely, rudely, always saying something insulting. Rudely interrupt you. I'm so sorry for rudely interrupting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should. Even be. though you rudely interrupted my flow, Mister Eight Clip shows up for the meeting. Can I, and I want one more drug story. This is a big one. This is a very big one. So my daughter and I, we had dinner on. Uh, what was it? I remember Tuesday night with uh, John and Chris. And John and Chris are our super, super pumped up, beautiful gay friends. It's important that I say this. Normally it isn't, but in this case it is. And um, so, of course. Pumped, pumped up in what way? Oh, they go to the gym every morning at 530. But, you know, they're like, they're like five, seven. So they're not really tall, but they're really, you know, buff, good pumped looking. Up. Yeah, they're good looking, yeah. good looking guys. Buffed. Buffed yeah, yeah. This, this, I get to to play my bicurious card on them. It's what I like. And they tell me a story um, that was that related to. I can't remember how we how it came about, but we were talking about something, and they and they laid this story on me, and it blew me away. And I went back to the genesis of it, which only happened a couple of months ago. And there is such a huge plan underway. When it comes to uh, a drug, it, it is it's just, it's mind-boggling. And the drug is Truvada, T-R-U-V-A-D-A. And Truvada is now being heralded as the go-ahead-and-screw-all-you-want-have-any-type-of-sex-you-want drug, which you take before you go out and have unprotected sex, because it will stop you from getting AIDS. And this is a huge thing in the, in the gay community, because essentially everyone's like, this, this is it. This kicks oh, yeah. ass. This is, yeah, I've heard of this. Okay, so and 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 you know my uh, belief that let me let me step back. I know several people um, who have died of AIDS and AIDS-related diseases. You don't really die of AIDS; you die of pneumonia and other things that happen to you as your immune immune system breaks down. Um, and what I found, and many people in the music industry, Dan Hartman, Freddie Mercury. I knew Dan Hartman very well. Freddie Mercury a little bit. You know, they had very extravagant lives. You know, you contract the uh, the virus, and you know if you don't take care of yourself, you know then this virus can really uh, wreak havoc on you. Uh, but you, I, it is my belief, and there is some scientific evidence to back this up, that you can get rid of the virus within two weeks with vitamin C and other things. Don't we? I don't, uh, I don't want to get into that conversation because we've had this okay, argument we'll before. Okay, we'll just move on. Well, you, but, uh, you rudely interrupted me with your uh. yeah. Just because you don't, you don't believe my science. But all I've seen is the friends that I had, they really died after they started to get treatment from the hospital. That's when it started to go downhill from them. So that's, I'll put that over on the side. So this is an industry, the AIDS industry that, you know, I don't think it's meant to fix anybody. And I think that there's a huge push underway. And it started back in June, coincidentally, six weeks before Truvada was approved as uh, by the FDA to be taken by people who do not have HIV. And it starts with our friend Hillary Clinton at the World AIDS Congress, AIDS2012.org, where she is telling us exactly, it is a commercial, she's telling us exactly what Truvada can do without actually saying it. So while I want to reaffirm my government's commitment, I'm also here to boost yours. This is a fight we can win. 
We have already come so far, too far to stop now. I want to describe some of the progress we've made toward that goal and some of the work that lies ahead. Let me begin by defining what we mean by an AIDS-free generation. It is a time when, first of all, virtually no child anywhere will be born with the virus. That's one. Secondly, as children and teenagers become adults, they will be at significantly lower risk of ever becoming infected than they would be today, no matter where they are living. That's right. That's number two. And third, if someone does acquire HIV, they will have access to treatment that helps prevent them from developing AIDS and passing the virus on to others. This is exactly what Truvada does. It does exactly this. And, the, and here's the propaganda in USA Today. I'm going to read you this article. It's, it's crazy. By late this summer, the Food and Drug Administration will, could approve, it already has been approved, a widely used AIDS drug as the first pill to prevent transmission of HIV, the AIDS virus. To prevent the transmission. It's crazy. The drug Truvada, made by Gilead Sciences of Foster City, California, tied to uh, Stanford, by the way, already is commonly used in combination with other drugs to treat patients with HIV uh, infection. If approved, which it has been, for HIV prevention, an FDI advisory panel recommended in May, it can be prescribed to healthy patients who are at high risk, such as partners of people who have HIV AIDS and non-monogamous gay and bisexual men. So this is basically the entire world will be told you need to take this drug just in case. It's like the HPV scam. You might as well. I mean, you know, the condom could break or whatever. From 12 to 112, everyone will be on this thing. They're pricing it at 100. uh, I'm sorry. What? At $14,000 per year. What? Yeah. So this okay, is. Okay, let me just so, read a couple so, of little things so, that are. So Obamacare comes in. If you have a pre-existing uh-huh. condition, you get the drug. But it's going to every single insurance company is going to be paying, and it's not just. It's going to be you, your wife, your kids, That's your dog. Great. Everyone's going to be on Truvada. Fourteen so grand a, a year. That sounds like it's a good one. It's not a good uh, one. No, it's a good one if you're a shareholder in Gilead. Named after the uh, Australian Prime Minister, uh, so it had forty. So it has an, effic- uh, uh, an effective. Uh, what's the word? If uh, I can't think of how to pronounce it, but anyway, the, the, the thing it does it reduces the risk of HIV infection by seventy five percent. And oh, in I'm, many I'm cases, seeing I'm seeing ninety here in the reports. I it's have. lies, lies, <laughs> it's lies. So the, what they've done is they've effectively moved. The efficacy. It's a 42% efficacy, which means if you use it twice, you're going to get A's the second time. This is bull crap. Two studies were conducted with Truvada as PREP, which is the so, term. So meaning. listen to what you just said. If it's bull crap, right? And by the way, everyone has to get tested before you actually are, are put on uh, Truvada to know if you have if you have it or not. So you get it either it's way. hundred bucks. Oh, um, here, what you just said is very interesting. 
how can the FDA approve this drug to stop people from spreading the AIDS virus if it's bullcrap? The reason is we're conducted with Truvada. The reason is, is because if even if you get the AIDS virus, you're not going to die immediately. Just stay on the Truvada. You don't have to get a test ever again. The, the, The circle is complete. This will be it'll be like taking your Flintstones. In fact, we'll have Flintstones Truvada. Come on. Come on, Timmy. Take your little Flintstones Truvada. When you grow up, you'll know why. This is this is a huge scam, and everyone's in on it. Everybody, go look at the board of directors for Gilead. <laughs> it's all the it's insurance company guys. It's uh, all of Stanford is there. This is huge, and uh, well, of course we don't know who. I mean, we didn't know about uh, this. Otherwise, we would have bought stock in Gilead. Tests will be mandatory. This you have no idea how big this is. This screw Adderall, screw Lipitor, screw Vyvanse. This is the one. This is the one. And you know what? Woohoo! Anal sex. Here I come. <clears throat> I mean, this is going to be the biggest bonanza. What is the, what is Gilead stock? Can we still get in on this? Can we still buy in? I don't think people understand how how massive this is. Well, I'm trying to get to this day. You know, I'm on the site, and I click on corporate governance, and it's just sitting there, and it won't deliver. It's like a lousy website. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that the five people that listen to our show live have all clicked on it, and that's swamped the site. But, <laughs> yeah, nothing seems to let me Let me try something So the first thing here. we can do is sell these guys some, some Internet services. No. <laughs> what is Adam Curry podcasting <laughs> school. Hey, everybody. It's the How to Take Your Pill and Pound Away podcast. Let me see. Gilead. I'll just look up on Yahoo Finance. I got it. I got it. I'm going to this NASDAQ to look at it. 73 bucks uh-huh. so, a share. Let me take a look at the tech analysis. of the, Oh, geez. Okay, we kind of missed out on this. <laughs> see, it was see, like see, in see, January. See, they it was like it. The bastards. January before it started skyrocketing before they made the announcement in July. It was at 37, 38. Oh my goodness. It it went it doubled. It doubled, it doubled. And then but and then the announcement, but here's the good interesting part. The announcement was made, it had already gone up the by the way, you, if you look at the long-term chart from January to today, you can see a weird uh, effect that took place around I guess at the end of December of last year or the first part of January where the stock skyrocketed and peaked. This is all the people that knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Then it settled back down. This is a classic insider trading thing, but mm-hmm. they'll never do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Then it, by the time they made the announcement, the stock was already up to 50 bucks. So it's gone from 50 to 75 cents the announcement. And uh, I don't know. European Commission approves for HIV-1 infection in children and adolescents. And these guys, this is it. This is the bonanza. This is the one. Because you could have bought this baby in 1995 before the dot com <laughs> crash, which was not effective, yeah. for two bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they essentially came out of nowhere, is what you're saying. That's what it looks like, yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends if they were working on it. Maybe I don't know what the you don't know. Some it's of a these shell. companies, you it's don't just, know. It was just a shell. But this thing, it's set up. Look at. I mean, you look at everyone. Stanford. Everyone's in there. You know that. Are you kidding me, man? This is just so. This is such a bonanza. 
And, and, and you know what it's going to be? It's like, oh, you want to move to this country? You want a green card? Uh, take a test just so we know if you have it or not. And, uh, uh, bucks. and here's your Truvada vitamin pill. It's okay. $14,000 a year, a grand a month at best. A grand a month. John, we, we can get, we can, st- I mean, this, this company is going to be pooping out dividends. <laughs> and uh, well, when- they'll find. The risk is always with these, some of these crazy things is that they, it turns out to be carcinogenic or something, and the no, damn stock's back down no, to two bucks. No, no, listen to my thesis. Yeah. I know your thesis. I heard it. You, you can't. You, you know, it's like if you, it always catches up to them. They always get caught. The same thing's going to happen with that HPV thing that you're always moaning about. That those, <laughs> that thing is dangerous. <laughs> moaning about? I'm just moaning. I'm not trying to protect you're moaning, anyone. You're a moaner. I'm just. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just trying to protect women and girls, and now I'm a moaner. Man, mm. you're moaning about this stuff. I mean, this is gonna be. This is not gonna. Yeah, I can't see people just. Spend, this is ridiculous. If they'd make it cost effective, I mean, Lipitor is relatively cheap. I think it was ten bucks a pill at its at its height. Mm, I don't know how. Uh... You're gonna have to get this down to ten bucks. Yeah, but yeah. No, John Lipitor. Listen, you don't understand. You don't see. You do not see. Connect all the dots. We have the new healthcare insurance law. It's not about better healthcare. The healthcare insurance law guaranteed. It's in. Science is in. We're all good. No one can be excluded. Premiums are starting to go up. And now, oh, oh man, look. I you know I can't. This is preventative medicine. I need this. I can't get the AIDS. I'm uh, bi-curious. You know, I could slip one day. I could fall onto a penis. You never know. I, I need to have this. My insurance will go, okay, here it is. You should be taking it. Here's your little Flintstone Truvada, and that's how everyone's going to do it. Yes, and I do agree with some of the audience members where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. Um, so, um, all right, onward. <laughs> I just want you to know the propaganda is coming. Be ready for it. And remember where you heard it first, because we are, for this very reason, graduates. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you were going to do the best podcast in the universe. No, I was going to say we are, for this very reason, not just members, but also graduates of the Adam Curry School of Podcasting. Indeed. I have an honorary degree. Valedictorian. With emphasis on the dick. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now I'll hit it. So I have a, a, a red book item. Oops. Sorry, slipped. Yes. I slipped. I slipped. I slipped. I slipped. I slipped. So I didn't think much about it until I was watching the, this latest round of news about uh, Susan Rice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, got, I do have a clip. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the, and the red book item, you won't guess, I don't think. Uh, but it's a pretty interesting one. I got a couple of clips. One is the rest. I think the Susan Rice saga continues as a clip worth listening to. And then I'll, ha- I'll give you my red book item because it's it, it just kept bothering me until I finally. Oh, duh, I'm an idiot. In the case, the intelligence assessment has evolved. We stress that neither I nor anyone else in the administration intended to mislead the American people at any stage in this process. And the White House had this to say. The focus on, some might say obsession on, comments made on Sunday shows uh, seems uh, to me and to many to be 
misplaced. GOP senators also complained Rice neglected to ask key questions before telling the public what turned out to be wrong information. That's troubling to me as well, uh, why she wouldn't have asked. I'm the person that doesn't know anything about this. I'm going on every single show. And Wolf, just moments ago, the Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid released a statement very, very direct and uh, pretty critical of those Republican senators who were critical of Susan Rice, uh, really defending uh, Susan Rice. And he was talking about the Republican senators saying the election is over. It's time to drop these partisan political games and focus on the real challenges facing the nation. He said that these uh, attacks on Susan Rice are unfounded and they don't jibe with reality. And I can tell you uh, that Senator Joe Lieberman, who's the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, came out of a separate meeting with Susan Rice and said that he finds her answers satisfactory. And he said that it was up to him. He would vote for her for secretary of state if she's nominated. Big if. Of course, he doesn't have a vote because he's retiring at the end of the year. He's retiring. The new Senate will do it. Uh, all right. Thanks very much. All right, Wolf. All right. So By it, the way, he said the new Senate will do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there. <laughs> nice so little, nice little meme. Yeah. They, so the. Uh, now, I don't know how far this is going to go, and I think it's uh, – there's, a, but I've noticed this one person that keeps cropping up, and, she, and she's also in the other clip that I have there, Susan, which is uh, – Senator Collins? Susan Collins? No, no. Sen- oh. No, Kelly Ayotte from New oh, Hampshire. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She's about 6'5", from the looks of her. Really? Uh, on <laughs> is she hot? Yeah, she Hold towers over – she towers over the men. Is she hot? Whatever men she's with. Is she hot? Like – She's a milfy type, and she looks. She's huh. she's a uh, videogenic. She's not necessarily photogenic, but she's very telegenic. And I think they're grooming her. And I'm putting it in the red book to be vice president in 2016 because you know, they want a woman to balance the ticket. She is. Um, she is she a Republican? Yes. She's. Uh, she looks a lot like my cousin, cousin Allison. Yeah, she is very photogenic, very strong, strong woman, strong woman. Uh, and her wiki page does not uh, tell us how tall she is. No, of course not. This is ridiculous. We should know the height and weight of everybody. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> so she's quite tall. Uh, at least according to all these, the parent midgets that are in the Senate. She's a senator, which is a which is a better position than a, a representative to be a, a in high office. And I think that, and I've noticed her showing up a lot over mm-hmm. the last six months. I didn't think much about it the first time I saw her, but now I saw her over this thing. I, I, now I fear they're, they're grooming her. And the reason they're grooming her is because she really sucks <laughs> as a speaker. <laughs> oh, she needs a little you know, practice. I mean, really sucks. Oh, she needs some practice. She I needs gotcha. a lot of practice. Uh huh. Uh huh. So they're putting her out there. And we're going to start seeing Kelly Ayotte or Ayotte or however they pronounce it. And she is going to be the, the, you know, they felt they got it wrong the first time when they ran the, when they ran the, Sarah the Palin woman from Alaska. Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin, because mm-hmm. she's a, she had a squeaky voice. This one's a, this woman seems a lot sharper, but she, uh, is nervous when she speaks. Oh. She's literally, <laughs> she's, Maybe she needs to get so they're going to put her on Fox. You're going to see her all the time. You know what she needs. You you know what she needs. She needs some Vivance. Yes, I do. Yeah, Vivance. That'll that'll fix her right up. She might have ticks. No, I thought you were going to say what you should have said. The Curry Devorah Consulting Company <laughs> is what yeah, she needs. Yeah, but well, that's a part of our uh, curriculum. Is first you uh, take your Vivance, 
and then we're going to get started. <laughs> have a little cup, you know, with the, with the pills. She'd probably be shaking like a leaf if she took that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. You can play the second clip, which has got the VP. The talking points she <laughs> used. In fact, they talk about the acting director of the CIA uh, saying that uh, the CIA, the FBI, actually removed the references to Al Qaeda uh, in the talking points. Uh, to prevent compromising an ongoing criminal investigation. Uh, however, they say, the senators say in this release, that at 4 o'clock this afternoon, CIA officials contacted us and indicated that Acting Director Morell misspoke in the earlier meeting. The CIA now says that it deleted the al-Qaeda references, not the FBI, and they were unable to give us a reason why. One of the things also about the al-Qaeda being taken out, it was not just the five Sunday shows blaming the spontaneous demonstration that there was uh, that it turns out there was never a demonstration. But Susan Rice also said this, which didn't sit well with one senator. President Obama uh, said when he was running for president uh, that he would refocus our efforts and attentions on al-Qaeda. We've decimated al-Qaeda. Osama bin Laden is gone. We have decimated al-Qaeda. Osama bin Laden is dead. She said that al-Qaeda was decimated in both of those interviews. So that, of course, uh, was a misleading impression to the American people about what happened at the consulate. It's absurd to me to think that you would omit the reference of al-Qaeda. What? So we didn't want to tip al-Qaeda off? Um, and, and particularly since it's very important that the American people not be left a misleading impression, which is what was ha- what happened here. So now that at the end was Kelly Ayotte again. Can I just play? Ve- she, can I play a little bit of her from the convention? Yeah, you can. But, she, I, but you, I, I don't remember her at the convention. But she, when she does these things, she's way too nervous. Yeah. But they keep pushing her in front of the camera, so that obviously something's going on. Right. Let me. Uh, let me New see. Hampshire. But I believe tonight we all share that view. She's reading, so it's easier. Of Americans before us, <laughs> like most Americans, our life changed after 9/11. <sighs> okay, contact her, call her immediately. She definitely needs the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group. I mean, that's not how you roll out a 9/11 reference, woman. So if you see, well, it may be a hopeless cause. I mean, maybe yeah. she can't she may, snap she, out of she it. Just but may she not does be able to not. Do it. Yeah. She does not perform well. No. Well, but but I will say, um, I think that people got really turned off by the slickness of Sarah Palin. She was too slick, and you know, too pat, and too you know, it's just too much, too much, too much. I think people are looking for a genuine experience. They want a little. Yeah, but they don't want somebody that's reality. a nervous wreck. They don't want no. somebody shaking in their boots. No. But if you see her show up with a tick. Then you'll know the Curry Dvorak Consulting <laughs> Group is on the case. So what I don't understand, how can today, today, uh, actually happened yesterday, but so now we know that the, the video was a fake, it was all a lie, it was all set up. How can this report, how can this happen in Egypt? Seven Egyptian Christians have been sentenced to death in their absence by a court in Cairo for taking part in an anti-Islam video that prompted violent protests throughout the world. The crude video made privately in California denigrated the Prophet Muhammad. Cast members have previously said they were duped into thinking it was an adventure drama. Among the condemned was Nakula Basili Nakula, who's currently serving a one-year jail term in Los Angeles for probation violations arising from his part in the video. There were anti-U.S. protests and attacks on Western embassies throughout the Muslim world in September. 
The judge in Cairo said the seven accused were convicted of insulting the Islamic religion through participating in, producing and offering a film that insults Islam and its prophet. How does that work? I mean, did they not get the memo that the video didn't cause any of this? I don't understand how that works. Mis- mixed messaging. The thing that that was in there that was interesting was this guy, Nakula, whatever that guy's name, Nakula, Nakula, yeah, Nakula, Nakula, Nakula. He is in jail for violations of probation from making the video or something. What was that? That's the guy who made the video, but he wasn't allowed to use a false name because he was he had been. Uh, he was on probation for identity theft. It's, it's irrelevant to the story. Why is a judge, a judge in Cairo, now saying that uh, these guys are convicted uh, to death? This is, this is, the whole story is like, what? And then on MSNBC, Joe Klein. Do you know this guy, Joe Klein? Do you know him? Yeah. He is, uh, what is he, the editor at News, uh, Time Magazine? Uh, he's a famous, he's a book writer mostly, but he, I think he writes for Time or Newsweek, one of them. Morning Joe is my new source of entertainment. And so after all all of this is said, he comes out and says this. The the question with regard to Susan Rice would be this. Who hung her out to dry? By the way, that's the question we ask, and we're pretty sure it was Hillary. When when did we ask that question? Oh, three weeks ago? Three? Guess again. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah. Oh, has it been that long? Yeah, you're right. It's probably been two months. Yeah. Anyway, that's not uh, what uh, that's not Joe Klein. Who allowed her to right. say basically the same thing for a period of nearly two weeks? Did no one, not General Petraeus, not anyone in the intelligence community, the pick up the points, phone? The talking points were accurate. Area, this is Joe Klein. For, for two weeks, they were absolutely accurate. Were they really? They were. It was a it was a spontaneous demonstration <laughs> by extremists. By Al Qaeda. Yeah, by, no, not by Al Qaeda. By these, these so, militant. So, so was Al Qaeda involved in this attack or not? There, anybody can call themselves Al Qaeda. The, the, well, this is interesting information. The militias. No, no, no. You have you have a local. Was Al Qaeda involved in this attack or not? No, it was not. Was not really because that's a surprise to General Petraeus, who said they knew immediately that that they, it was a terror attack and that Al Qaeda was involved. Salafists were involved. You, you keep going back to Salafists, and that's great. Salafists are militant extremists. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda was an organization organized by you, you, um, by you're, Osama you're, bin Laden. You're, so you're saying Al Qaeda was not involved? You got to be accurate about these things, John Holland. So he, so he is he's basically saying it was because of the video and Salafists, and and he's and it, it's crazy. I mean, the guy literally. Every, the, now everyone is saying that these were terrorists and Al Qaeda or whatever. He's like, uh, no, no, no. He's just like propagating. It's, that's why the Time magazine propagating basically the lie that that from two months ago. And then the next day, because on this morning Joe show, um, the co-host is what's her name? Mika. Mika Brzezinski. She is uh, that evil douchebag Brzezinski's daughter. And I want, want to I want to uh, tease. I have a Brzezinski clip. For the end of the show, that is quite interesting. So this is the daughter of that douchebag Brzezinski, and this is the next day, which was two days ago. Ghazi that are reasonable, rational questions that most Americans have, unless they're extreme left-wingers on Twitter or, or Joe Klein. What? Um, those are questions that are logical what? questions that need to be asked. We love you, Joe, Uh-oh. but seriously, yesterday, I'm not sure <laughs> no, what you I, were on. I understood um, what he the, was on. Yeah. The truth. Oh, what, okay. what the? So, 
He says whatever Joe Klein was on, Mika says the truth. He was on the truth. What? Yeah, that what he was saying yesterday was I the start truth. Watching this show, it's crazy. Oh, it's you, you'll love. It. It's very annoying though. You 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 get ticks like Vivance. You're like because uh, 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 the Mika Mika makes faces when she when she disagrees. She'll make faces at the camera. She's like she might be in Haldol actually. Now that I think about it, just something something weird about her facial expressions. So so the Brazil- so why they try, who is behind and why are they trying to? They, I'm telling you, the Susan Rice thing. There's something that this is a deeper issue than we even have that close to. That's my point. Something is there going is on. Something something up is going with on. her. And by the way, I would ask the Adam thing again. I mean, I've done it. I guess I do it every show. Why the heck is this woman going to be Secretary of State? Is that the best Obama can do? I've, and she is a weird, twerpy woman who is very arrogant. <laughs> I don't know. She's twerpy. Yeah. She's a twerp. Hello. And she's arrogant and weird. And she, I don't see why she's so important that she has to have this job or why she's even qualified for it. Well, the only thing I can come up with is that it was a quid. This is Occam's razor theory. Quid pro quo is, hey, uh, Hil- Hillary, whoever, is like, listen, if you jump on this grenade, if you put your butt right on this thing as it explodes and you calm everybody the F down, I'll make you Secretary of State, bitch. That's the only thing I can think of. Because she did at the let's let's recall what happened. This thing this thing happened. She went out, she calmed everybody down, and then just before the election we had Superstorm Sandy. So that was that was how it got off the radar. So first we had a calm down period, and then in the weekend, the three days leading up to the weekend, just before the Tuesday of the elections, when it when everyone was going to go balls to the wall, it was going to be all out. We're going to nail this Benghazi thing to the president and and make him look like a douche and and liar and whatever. Superstorm, 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 Standy hits, harp induced. That's how it went. So, so I think she got a quid pro quo. And you know and and she knows enough that she that if she does not get the nomination that she'll say all right, maybe I should go write my book now. So she well, I think she I think killed, she, but mm, but she's in well Okay, well let's wait back. Let's back up on this. Cuz we have there's obviously a bunch of unclear theories at work. One is she Hillary's pick or was Hillary trying to screw her over by setting her up this way? That's 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 also two, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's hard. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, hard one to answer. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that I if I were Hillary, oh, man, I would have so much snatch. If I were Hillary, I would want to be very careful of Susan Rice because Why? I'm, she's not. Let me answer. The, let me answer the question. If she is Secretary of State for for four years, then come 2016, she might be interesting for some positions that Hillary might be in. You Are know? you kidding me? This is not even within the realm of possibility. The woman is unappealing. Excuse me. For, excuse for me. Hillary, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a cowboy actor. 
and became so president. Much. And became president. He was a good-looking man, and he knew how to act. This Susan, Susan Rice, Rice is a twerp. Susan she's Rice a little, is a, she's a black small, woman, and it's perfect. Crazy-looking person. <laughs> when she she got her hair tied back, very presidential-like. Arnold Schwarzenegger was She can barely speak. Arnold she Schwarzenegger made, if, was a, if, an Austrian bodybuilder who screwed the help, and he was governor least, of California. Yeah, she's a she's a Kelly Ayotte. <laughs> who we mentioned to say has a better presence than right, this Susan Rice right, woman. But she's a Republican and Susan Rice will be a Democrat. No, 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 no. no. This is not possible. Okay. Just like the idiots, and I, we've heard them all, the pundits, that, that went on and on about how uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice, it's funny they have to have the same last names, uh, was she would have been a great candidate for president. There's no chance that anybody would vote for her for president. But this twerpy woman... Who was who was just annoying? I don't see the threat. I and I don't see Hillary finding her. To okay, be a okay, maybe, maybe it was just a lesbian thing. Well, you know, just like an anger thing, or maybe, 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 well, maybe, might actually be onto something, or. Because they, they do have a, a relationship, and uh, Susan Rice, uh, she was basically uh, mentored by uh, Madeleine Albright, who, of course, you know, very strong ties to Hillary as well. So maybe it was, hey, you know, maybe... You think it's the gay mafia? Can I answer, answer the question? Maybe Hillary wants to continue to run state while she's preparing for the presidency. And the way you do that... It's, let's face it. All you need to do is get on the airplane and wave and then go pass the message to whoever you're meeting in whatever country. Basically, okay, well, what, install the, the pipelines, do this, do that. Okay, she let, want, let, let me let, finish. She wanted her stooge yeah. in the State Department. She said, look, you're going to take this hit. All right. I'll make sure I will make sure that you become secretary of state and then you're good to go. Now, OK, let's take a look at some some book of knowledge information. She's a former Brookings Institute fellow. Why? Uh, she's a current United States ambassador to the United States. She served on the staff of the National Security Council and as Assistant Secretary of State for African Affairs during Bill Clinton's second term. Mm -hmm. So she's a Clinton. So she is in the Clinton administration. Yes. So she's yeah. part of the Clinton mob. Mm -hmm. What is not exactly what, what, what you'd what want? Wouldn't, she listen, went to Stanford, another Stanford woman. So wouldn't just you, like Condoleezza Rice, which is another weird coincidence, if you ask me. Who's also a twerp? Now that's a twerp. She was. She received a twerp. Twerps to me are small, diminutive characters. Uh, Condoleezza Rice is pretty tall. This woman is a twerp. She's small, <laughs> dinky. How do you know? How do you know how tall she is? I've seen her stand. You see her in the crowd. They have a bunch of bodyguards around her. She's like the little bitty one in the middle. She's a twerp. It's not she in the went, book she of knowledge. A Truman scholarship, no height in here, but it would have been, it's I'm guessing 5'3". Truman scholarship. Really? Graduated the BA in history, elected to, Phi, elected to Phi Beta Kappa. Okay, so she's smart. Went a, took a Rhodes Scholarship, <laughs> went to New College, Oxford, where she worked, got a Master's of Philosophy uh, and a Doctor of Philosophy. Yeah, can we move on? I don't need to read her whole wiki page. I'm sure we can do that uh, on our own time. No, I'm telling you, there's something in here. There's I, no, something doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. Why is why is my theory so hard to so hard to to chew for you? That Hillary wants to continue to run the State Department so that she can continue to hook all her oil buddies up with pipelines okay, in the right here's, place. Here, here's what it is. 
because, okay, because there were a million different ways she could have gone with these five uh, Sunday morning shows with the big lie. It, the whole thing doesn't, it doesn't make sense that she would have done this that way. It just makes her look like an idiot or a liar or part of some bigger conspiracy. And how, why would Hillary con- think this is a good idea? Is Hillary that stupid? Or she thought it was going to work? It was her, did, it was did, her personnel. It was her department. It was her responsibility. She had to throw someone in front of her. She needed a block. Would, she needed a block. She's not going to go on the show and say all this crap. She needed a, a, a sacrificial lamb, and this is perfect because the, the, the minute people start bitching about rice lying, oh, woman, sexism, racism, they throw that stuff it up. I mean, come on. It's very obvious. It was not a well-planned thing because it was never supposed to happen that way. It was supposed to be a kidnapping, uh, hostage situation. The guy was not supposed to die. This we already know. So they were grasping at straws. What are you going to do? You, I got no straw. I'll grab some rice. Throw some rice. I think. Okay. I think it's. I mean, simple. I'm not going to. I just do not. I'm not buying it. I just think there's something we don't know that would explain the whole thing. And we know a piece of the puzzle, which is the fake kidnapping. Mm-hmm. But there's something else missing, as far as I'm concerned, with this woman. Well, um, you cannot discount the fact that she is the U.N. ambassador and was a part of the legislation for bringing down uh, Gaddafi for setting this whole thing up in the first place. I think she she's on the inside. She is not a total idiot. She knows what's going on. She knows where the bodies are buried. And, you know, this is I think she really took one for the team. And it's going to have no problem. Look, who who else are they talking about for, for for the State Department? John Kerry? Oh, please. The guy's lurch. He's a moron. He's got sawdust in his head. I mean, these people, are, they're all stupid. Who? I mean, you're making a, 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 an intellectual argument of whether she can be Secretary of State or not. Anyone can do that. You can do that. You'd be great. We just, just pour some Z-Quil down your gullet. And you're on the plane, and you get off, and you wave, and you go sit next to the guy, and you know. Eh. That, and by the way, foreign minister, secretary of state, women, women, women. It's always we got Kathy yeah, Ashton. That, that started with you. That started with Clinton and and Albright. There wasn't one yeah. before then. Now it's all women. Yeah. What did women take over? Uh, you know, this is <laughs> oh, just there. We go. Uh-huh. It's a. I'm telling you, it's the it's the gay cabal. They're taking over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing's for sure. It is only this type of conversation that you can get on the No Agenda show, uh, where we, uh, where we, if you want to call it a conversation, argument. I don't think it's an argument. I think that, you know, no, it's a exchange. It's not, we don't have to agree. And that, that would be annoying. It's just, I'm, you know, I just don't like that you make all those faces that Mika likes to make. You know, I don't make faces. <laughs> you I'm, I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Stone-faced. Patrick, I want to thank a few people, by the way, for helping us do this show and they including Patrick Brennan from Munich, or München, München, apparently, I think, uh, for with $199.12, which is interesting. Please accept the contribution to represent the birth of my first human resource on the 19th of September, 2012. 
Yeah. Please de-douche Mitch Bedron. Mitch Bedron, as I douched him last time, I donated, despite Ooh. him being a knight. Oof. Well, let me do it now, then. <laughs> You've been de-douched. I would l- hereby like him to be called Sir Smegma. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, that's not how the round table works. I don't know. You know, these, these Germans, something screwy about yeah, them. Germans. Please give a hello, citizen, followed by a kid, yay, backed by John C.'s slide whistle and karma. Thank you for the great shows and entertainment. Adam, while well, in L.A., try and get back to the Adam Carolla show. <laughs> that's where I got smacked in the, yeah, right. Yeah. Smacked in the mouth. Also, Those please, guys hate me. They hate me. They, everybody hates us as a show. Yeah. Except, except our listening audience who appreciate what we do. Yeah. Also, please decode the Morse code he uses on the beginning of the Ace Broadcasting radio clip. What? Is that from the Adam? I'm not going to listen to Adam Carolla. I got no time. I'm doing other no, stuff. No, just run it through a, a computer program yourself. Yeah, but I haven't. Yeah, really? Give, give really. him his, his yeah. thing. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, citizen. Yay! You've got... Karma. There you go. There you go. We roll it out uh, as Ron we roll Williams. It out. Ron Williams in Scotts Valley, California, one, two, three, four, five without comment. Jason Stevens, Sir Jason Stevens to you, $111.11. And Sir Gear uh, from uh, wherever he is. I think he's in, I don't know. Anyways, job hunting karma for Sir Paul T in the Chiners. Oh, that's right. Sir Paul was one of our. Former oh, artist. One of our, uh, yeah. What happened to him? He, he's looking for work in China. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's still, the place I, to I do it. I see him on the Twitters once in a while. Mm, that's the place he, to be, for sure. And he's uh, he's pretty much been given up on helping the art. <laughs> and he wants, yeah. an, he wants a something. This is not even, this is something about Bruges. It's, it's yeah. Atlas Shrugs. Atlas Shrugs. By Ayn Rand. No, he didn't want you You've to do that. Karma. I didn't do anything. It's on the clip. It said no poop from John. No poop from John. Ah, you are bad. You are bad to the bone. Sir John Smith, $100 from Parts Unknown. Matthew Wittering from Bedford, Bedfordshire, $100. Per, he wants Parliament mumble, little girl shut up slave, and some karma. Okay, we got that for you. You've got karma. I'm rocking, rocking the so far. <laughs> I'm rocking. Uh, Paolo, 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 Tosiani in Virginia Water. How about huh. Paolo, 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 Paolo? Hundred dollars. Uh, this is kind of a oh, it's kind of a drunk donation, kind of. Yeah, well, do it. I've kind had. Of. Yeah, he's not drunk. He's only had two glasses mm-hmm. of Lagavulin and single malt. I just want to mention that I've been listening since episode 180. This is my first donation. Hmm. Send some karma to his dad and brother on their new business. All righty. Here it comes. You've got <laughs> karma. Lawrence McBride in the UK, 99.99. You've got to do the right jingle. <sighs> well... I, uh, I see, what is this? Robbie, 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 Robber, Robbie, Sandalin in uh, Helsing Fours. 
That's in interesting. Helsinki nuts. Helsinki nuts. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. You probably pronounce this Robbie. Robbie. Maybe it's Rabbi, uh, Robbie. Their Rabbi. version of Robbie. 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 Yeah. Sandalin. Mister uh, Robbie Sandalin. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Mm-hmm. For a long time boner, first time donor. People look at me funny in the tram when I listen to your podcast because I can't <laughs> yeah. stop laughing and crying hysterically. <laughs> well, hey, that's value right there, my friend. Talk yeah, about some of that, that, an emotional exactly. roller coaster. This is great. Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's good for the soul. Last show's sweet news report from Black Friday almost killed me. No, yeah, thanks. I for also listened to the donations. Uh, by the way, I'm doing a sweetened another sweetened sh- segment on the Friday, Sunday show. I'm gonna do them every Sunday. That way, it won't get too boring. I also listen to the donation segment religiously. I pity all who fast forward. Since I really hate Nazis, can I have a nine 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 followed by two to the head and a little girl? Yay! Nine 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 nine. Wow! Nice combo. No, I liked it. Yeah, it's a good combo. Anonymous in Dublin, uh, apparently Ireland, 8888. Oh, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. We have that one somewhere, too. It's like, uh, how can I keep up we with have it? We eight, 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 eight. Yeah. Oh. That's uh, 8888 in Morse code. And he wants Alan to read it. Dear John Allen. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> you must be Allen. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name's Allen. I'm here to read this donation notice. Please do not mention my name, Anonymous. You may mention the location, Dublin. Thanks. I'm donating. Oh, that's the next one. Yeah, this is the. I'm uh, donating 3333 in order to get a free podcast <laughs> license. Also, 5555 because I started to listen to your show during year five. That all adds up to 8888, and that translates to love and hugs. That's right. We just played the uh, Morse code. Please send a douchebag to uh, Leo Laporte because he's not yet donated what he promised. Now, that's true. Douchebag. Uh, followed by a You Got Karma. Really? I would also like to thank Adam for the very nice words about a picture I sent to the Countdown show. Took me a while to produce... The all-shoot amateur, but worked hard on it, and he recognized it. Thank you. What? Thank you for the great work. I could mention a couple of times I hit people in the mouth. Thanks to your show. Thanks, regards, uh, uh, Anonymous in Dublin. A little confusing note, but I'll give you the karma anyway. I'm not quite sure what... You've got karma. Most, what countdown? Do I do a countdown? Did I do a countdown? Did I do a countdown show? I know what it's like to read them all the time. Did I do a countdown show? Did I do a countdown show somewhere while I wasn't paying attention? You know what I mean? Uh, oh, Sir, Sir, uh, Sir Phil Flick in Santa Fe, New Mexico. 7777. Money's been tidying with the new job that Karma delivered to me six months ago, so I haven't donated since my knighting. Hmm. <laughs> I need a de-douching Huntsman Karma so I can crush the CPA exam. Keep me posted on the No Agenda Brewing Challenge. Oh, yes. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Have you, not, right, have so you noticed, we, by the way, how the de-douching and karma, if you play them back-to-back, how it goes down and then takes you up? It's kind of like a... You've a been downer and up. Yeah, it's, it's a very... A couple of different... Yeah. Taking two drugs at once. I want to mention <laughs> something here, which is the brewing challenge. Now, I've had two or three guys write me and say, hey, uh, what do you want me to send you some beer? And I have been remiss. And in other words, I didn't send them that. I said, oh, I'll get to it later, as, as I do with most things. And then I never can find the email again because I get 
what? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So I can I can't find the email because there's this is always the subject is like doesn't make sense. We need a so secretary. Can, so you tell me about it. So so <laughs> here's the deal. People who want to send some beer for the brewing challenge, which is a little side thing, it's not we won't talk about too much on the show. Please send me another email that you've done it already, I know that, uh, that has the beer in the subject line. Beer. Can I E E R Okay, along these lines, I think it's a very good idea. Very good idea. B E E R. Beer. To John at Dvorak.org. I, on the other right. hand, would like to uh, help the show in another way. I am taking solicitations uh, and uh, CVs for the no agenda, uh, for the position of no agenda secretary. So send your uh, <laughs> resume. With photo. With photo. Absolutely. With photo to Adam at Curry.com. <laughs> and by the way, we will, uh, I will, we will accept male secretaries as well if you're smoking hot. But, you know, it's going to be a hard choice because John gets to say too, obviously. Um, so uh, I'll take care of the secretary, and you uh, look out for that beer, okay? Nick Kosterman in Oakville, Ontario. 69! 69, 69, dude! All right, this continues, of course. 73 in ITM, been hitting people in the mouth left and right like it's going out of style. I need some dual-purpose getting laid job karma. I've donated three times and forgotten to get a de-douching, so I need oh. one of those, too. My dad's a long-time ham, and it's weird to think he has been working random dudes for so long. You've been de-douched. By the way, if you're interested in becoming a ham, go to dailymorsecode.com, and, uh, which uh, it, it's dailymorsecode.com, working random dudes in the morning. And uh, I think there's links. Uh, if the site isn't up yet, the, the new site, there'll be links on how to become a ham. Gim is karma. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought it was just a dedouching. You've got karma. Oh, you wanted... That's right. Getting laid job karma. You're getting yes, laid of karma. course. Sorry, of course. Sir Steve, in Mar- Sir Steve in Marietta, Georgia, 6969. Here's a little something on top of the 20 per month I've been pledging. Slowly working towards the second knighthood from KA1WX. <laughs> Please forget the Stephen E. Taft is just Sir Steve. Okay. There you Jay go. Doyle. Of, of Mer- well, hey, well, did he want uh, karma? No. No. He's good. He's, He's good, good to go. Jay Doyle, 6969 without comment. Thomas Badrick in Nutley, New Jersey. That's Nutley nuts Six- to you. 6969. Let's hear two to the head, followed by the new fiscal cliff jingle. Oh, well, that's, see, this is weird because I wasn't uh, expecting that as a part of the donations. Do we have it? Yeah, of course we have it. Hold on a second. Uh, two to the head, you said? All righty. Yeah. Got that for you. Oh, hold that. <laughs> that one. It's not a jingle. It's a real guy. I push off the cliff each time. Yeah, he keeps... Cr- Why does he keep climbing back up there? I don't know. It's crazy. Does he land in water? Because you obviously haven't killed him yet. Mark andre LaBelle in Montreal, Quebec. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine for show 465. Uh, first time donating to the show. I've been listening a couple of months. Too bad you don't speak a lot about the crazy shit happening here. We have the mayors of the two biggest cities in the, pro- pro- in the province, Ma- uh, Montreal and Laval, are the two towns, that were forced out for corruption. Didn't we read this There's- one on, on Sunday? 
It could be a crossover, but I don't see it. Hmm. It's pretty hard to do because both of these were downloaded properly. Yes, because I remember I had to say, Viva le Quebec Libre. Okay. Well, let's, well, well do it again just in case. I I might be hallucinating. I don't know. Let's make, make sure. Held all. We have a majority <laughs> minority government at the provincial, provincial level, which means nothing will happen for a couple of months, which is good. Then we have Stephen. I'm not on the G20 pictures because I had to poop. Harper. <laughs> yeah, we missed that story. That, that's a real no agenda story. Yeah, I don't know how we missed it. <laughs> Apparently, he wasn't in the G20 pictures because he was pooping. Yeah. I hate it when and that his religious happens. freaks at the federal level just give me a little girl, yay, and a parliament mumble, and then vive, Co- vive le Co- Quebec Libra. Do you want to say the... Yeah, v- that's what you vive- do. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it just in case. Uh, wow! And that ends. 69! 69, 69, dudes! Finally getting getting down to a manageable few. Yeah. Uh, and that, <laughs> I think that was... Oh, no agenda. We want less donations, so they're manageable. Manageable donations. Uh, so that Mark andre LaBelle may have been a double, so he should think seriously about uh, yeah, helping us again. Yeah, stepping up, yeah. Alan Bean, Sir Alan Bean, our local boy in uh, Oakland, California, fifty-five, fifty-five. He sent a check in. Oh, nice! And he usually sends a check like once a month, but this check is from Bank of the West, I believe, and it had more security crap on it. It had a, a magnetic stripe across, or, or one of those shiny stripes across the top with a bunch of crap written on it, and then some stuff on the side, and there's just was a ton of these security things on a check. Is this a trend you've seen anywhere? No. Just a check, you know, a check. I mean, a check can essentially, I mean, just be a piece of paper almost. Yeah, it could. It is. I'm just with a number from some institution. I'm wondering what they're up to. Something's up. John Noonan in Davenport, Iowa, no comment, 5555. Sir Daniel Hutner in Murphy's, California, 5510. Double nickels on the dime. Figured out how much storable food, heirloom seeds, and water purification would cost my, for my family of five. And I said, my family of five, and I said, F that. In other words, he stopped watching Glenn Beck. I'll stick to buying bullets and kicking down some chains to you guys. Hell I want to yeah. call out. Scott Shipper as a douchebag. Douchebag. Since he's been listening to the best podcast in the universe for over a year and has not donated. Also, please call out the state of California as a douchebag. Douchebag. For just plain sucking. Yay! Yay for liberty, the the Constitution, and a well-stocked supply of cold IPA. Hey. There you go. Uh, Thank you, Sir Daniel. Good one. Yes, that's more like it. That's now that's a donation note. You know, where you're calling people out, you're you're telling them like it is. That's we need more of that. Yeah, that's what we want. Sir Stone in Rapid City, South Dakota. Double nickels on the dime. Episode one listener from Twit via JCD. Looking out for some shout out to Etsy.com slash shop slash Rory Stone. For Rory and RoryStone.com. That's R O R Y. He's been with us forever. Best podcast in the universe. I'm looking for. I don't know what is he. Why don't you look and see what he's got there? RoryStone.com. I, I I think we've looked at this before. Uh, Best Stone. podcast. You look. He wants to be a black knight. Calling out not all known, all non-donors as big effing douchebags. Douchebag. 
Okay. Oh, Rory Stone, traditionally different art. Interesting. You should check this site out. Huh. Wow. He's an artiste. An artiste. We have artistes that listen to our show, He's which a, I think is fascinating. A, everyone who listens to our show you know, our is artistic. show is it, it's, a work it's of awesome. art in itself. Ooh. It's performance art. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, all the dinging and ringing and you screaming about being rudely interrupted yeah. and all, that's all performance art. Just, fantastic. Just remember who's doing the performing. Kevin Payne, $50 and one penny. If this check arrives before Thursday, then I will be a knight. If it has not arrived, I should be there by the twelve twelve show. In any case, I should be a knight on one of the next two shows. Call me Sir Dr. Payne. <laughs> I'm not really a doctor. I just play one on TV. <laughs> Please give me, give me a, uh, oh, Adam needs to say something like, I'm not so sure what the moon landing is, followed by a little girl, shut up, slave, and two to the head. Then give, uh, <laughs> All right, let me try that. Um, you know, I'm, I just have my questions about the validity of the moon landing. Shut up, slave. <laughs> That's not bad. Mm-hmm. I think that's... that's yeah. And and as a teaser, right after this donation segment, I actually have a question about the moon landing. Shut up, slave. Teaser. He fi- finishes with, he can no longer... And by the way, this is a common phenomenon. He can no longer watch any news programs because they make his head explode. Mm. I don't know how you guys are able to do it. Well, we our heads are pre-exploded. Uh, John Godwin in Sandy Hook, Virginia, $50. Last year I was up for a raise at work and a little purchased karma from no agenda did the trick. Not taking a chance this year, so here's my donation. <laughs> Good one. You've got Smart man. Karma. Smart move. He's, uh, he's, he's filling the tank, uh, topping off, topping off the karma. Uh, Roy Pingle in Brooklyn, New York, 50 bucks. Despite your constant ridiculing of the left, much, much more than other sectors of the political spectrum. Though nothing has to be equal, I continue to learn from your doc- deconstructions of the media and the puppets they <laughs> supposedly cover. John, Adam is right. You are a closet Republican. Get over it. Yes. <laughs> Please keep attacking the hypocrisy and corporate selling out by Obama and the Dems and, of course, by the boners or baners, as it were, McConnell's and the repubs. Today, Wednesday, I heard a good interview with Kevin Phillips on Democracy Now! about his new book, 1775, A Good Year for Revolution. He succinctly attacks the current two parties for being controlled by overlapping slices of the super rich, as well as his country's fetish for celebrating 1776, but neglecting (laughs) what was happening in earlier 1775 and 1774. <laughs> now, can I just say something? You, you've got a new bit here. So on top of the stoner donation, the drunk donation, we now have the a-hole elitist donation, which I really <laughs> like. I think this is a good voice for you. This is good. But uh, it, you know, we should attach a number to it, but it's nice. I really like the elitist vibe. That's good. Yeah. He wants a Huntsman Parliament little girl, yay. Okay. Is it a karma or just a combo thing? Yeah, he didn't say anything about karma. Okay. Yeah. Hans Peterfeld. Uh, 
Betterfield, Oslo. Hey, what's like all of a sudden we're we're up there in Scandinavia. We're hot in Norway. We're, we're, they, we're they're not members of the EU. The EU right. has not donated a nickel today. No, that's well, true. We have a Munich. We had a we had München. Nuts. Brand new ham from Norway. LA nine STA checking in. <laughs> in Norway, we only got one class. You're either an expert and know how to build your own equipment, or you're not a ham losers. <laughs> I got my call sign right after the test yesterday, but got to wait for my license card to get into Echolink. Love the show. Thank you. Karma is always appreciated. Please keep up the awesome work. Let me give him some brand new ham karma. Very good. Very proud. Nice. You've got karma. Very, very nice. Christian Mama or Muma in Brooklyn, New York. $50 and he's, he has, I, I do have a story. Please continue to tell people to stop going through the dang naked body scanner. So I went on to uh, up north and I again went to Oakland to the middle line at the southwest and it's just a magnetometer. Nobody cares. Now, can I ask you a question? So I, question. Did you go through the priority line as instructed? <sighs> you forgot. You ask you? this every time and every time I say the same thing, I'm going to say it again. You have to be an idiot to go through that line because they shunt you over into a body scanner. And wait, and two, didn't I say this on the Sunday show? And two, there was no line. What difference does it make? So in Seattle, they don't have the express line. So I got in the regular line, and there were, again, there was no line. But this time they were, I couldn't find, there was one that looks like they were sending half the people through the magnetometer, and there's some, some girl, TSA go pointing this way. You go left. You go right. You go left. You go right. You go left. And they're running, you know, people through the two machines. And so I figure I got to get lucky. So I got to time it just right. So I go. I hit toward the magnetometer. She's she's no no no. You got to go over to this thing. Ugh. So then I got to be. I got to go for the pat down. And I have to say that of all the places you get patted down, and people should just do this. Seattle is very good. They bring somebody over right away. He's very apologetic. And he gives you a pretty good body massage. He's <laughs> kind of rubbing you down every which way, checking the shoulders, you know, doing the whole thing. Oh, a little tense up there. And, and then, you and, know. And did they, uh, did you get the valet service where they carried your things from the, from the belt? <laughs> yep. Isn't that nice? Isn't that, I love it when you get the, the massage and the valet service. Yep. They brought all the stuff over because I can't touch it. No. Oh, don't touch, don't touch, don't, 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 don't. I love it because, you know, normally if you, if you send your stuff through the x-ray scanner, you're on that end, you're like, you know, you have a choice. You can either like try and dress really quickly and put your shoes on and your belt and your jacket while the stuff is piling up behind you and people are looking at you annoyed, or you can gather your stuff, go over to some place way in the back if you can find a place to set your stuff down. There's never enough uh, benches. So I really like this third option, which is, hey, would you please carry my stuff for me? Thank you. And, you know, and you get to dress nice and slowly in that area there. You take your time, you know. I took a yeah, one. That's fine. Uh, so they really probably didn't add even three minutes to the whole process. I don't see what it was a big deal. So Juan uh, was here, uh, for, uh, and he he went back Monday. Christina's Juan, Christina's, Christina's boyfriend. Oh, Juan, 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 yeah. your, your son-in-law. Yes. And he is, uh, he's Mexican with long black hair and a leather jacket. And I say, okay, so we're at the Austin uh, Bergstrom Airport, and uh, I'm like, you're going to go through the premium line. And I said, don't don't be looking around like you know, like and it just hold your head up like you are a first class passenger. And he's like, really? I said, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're going to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And 
lo and behold, the Mexican with a leather jacket and the long black rock and roll hair. No problem. Not a single question. Right through the premium line with his coach ticket. Telling you people right. this is the way to go. And I'd say that is right on Juan for doing it. <laughs> there was no pressure there. Your girlfriend's dad is like, go ahead, do it, do it. Go, ahead, go through that line. So, and, and that finally, conclu- Pete. No, I, th- I thought that concluded. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We, we have two no, more. I got yes. two guys left. Yeah, I just right, want to say thanks right. to Sir Peter Totes, who donates $50 uh, on lots. Regular occasions. And Shad Rich in Seattle. Who apparently is a uh, who also, TSA also. agent. Who pats you down. It could be. <laughs> could patted be you Shad. Down. <laughs> and by the way, when I got patted down, they took the gloves off and then they ran them to the machine. Yeah, that's the check. And, oh, and this is cool. I had a long chat with the TSA guy. Afterwards, asking really? him what Wait, they're man, looking I, for. I don't. After I have sex with them, I just want to go. I don't want to talk. Well, you, you, I thought you did. you used to have a smoke, <laughs> but I, so I had a long chat about what they're looking for with explosives, and he says, and I said, then what happens? And he gave me the whole process. If you want to hear it, mm-hmm. so you they they if they catch this thing, beep, 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 the thing goes off. Uh, then they have to do a second check on everything. And what mm-hmm. usually triggers it is like somebody, if they've been fertilizing their lawn the day before, mm-hmm. they get ammonium nitrate. Oh, yeah. On. Yeah, there's all, yeah, there's all kinds of things. Although, and it just goes through. What I don't understand then, is, is I, if I've been in the gun range a day before, nothing ever beeps. And I got to have residue all over me. He says that usually gun range does cause a beep. No, not on me. And then they have to talk to you. And then I said, well, what <laughs> happens if you don't pass the secondary test? Because they take you aside and yak with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. yeah. And then it, I guess, although it doesn't seem to happen a lot. I, the way I see it, not a lot of people are uh, bringing bombs into the airport. Uh, the way I see me. it, uh, let me see. No one has bought a, brought a bomb. They've, they've caught no terrorist ever. That's the way I see it. This, this is a com- yeah. complete stupid theater. It's theater. All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate Dvorak.org slash N-A. All of the love. And uh, please remember us as you uh, support the best podcast in the universe. We are here twice a week, and uh, this is all we do, except for uh, write a lot of books that we forget to publish. But yeah, otherwise, we're, we're, really, we're, really, uh, we're really here for you. We're in service of you. Uh, to watch all that crap and uh, dissect things and bring you sometimes, yes, uh, uh, two two sides of the same coin, arguments. It all happens, wouldn't you say? This is the best piece of uh, on-the-air analysis, journalism, uh, discussion. Very simple show, two people with slightly different perspectives that you're going to find anywhere. It's amazing how good the show is. And we're not just owners. We are also graduates of the Adam Curry School of Podcasting. Crap, there are no birthdays today. (laughs) There's no birthdays. (laughs) That's I was wondering where you're going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just to lead into drawing the sword, can you you draw your sword there? uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh, You're back in San Francisco. uh, Yeah, in Berkeley. Nice. Today, we're so proud to bring forward Jonathan Allen, Andrew Seuss, or Sos, Kevin Payne. Gentlemen, all of you contributed to the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe, the amount of $1,000 or more. Therefore, you join the important ranks of Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. I hereby pronounce thee, Sir Jonathan, Knight of the Hams, Sir Andrew, and Sir Kevin. Gentlemen, for you, 
We've got hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, geishas and sake, Rubenes women and rosé, wenches and beer, hot pants and booze, and vodka. Mutton and mead. Mutton and mead, vodka and vanilla. And Chippendales and... No, no. That... You have to write these down one of these days. I, you know what? I, I had them on... Uh... I think mutton and mead definitely needs to go on there. <laughs> well, let me just put it in. Hold on a second. Mutton and mead. Mutton and mead. <laughs> let me just copy this. Hold on a second. I have it here somewhere. I wrote them. This was from memory, which I think is still pretty good. It's not easy. Yeah, but now it's a little long. Who cares? And you do, and you're hesitating a little bit on and off. Well, that's because I'm doing it from memory. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's because it's, right now it's at a length that makes it very difficult. Unless you're, now you could do it, but I have it. I have. It. Let, me, let me just put this here. Okay, mutton and meat. I'll add that to the list. Mutton and meat. So we have just to to review. Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay, Hot Pants and Booze, Wenches and Beer, Rubenes Women and Rosé, Geishas and Sake, Vodka and Vanilla, Gerbils and Ginger Ale, Mutton and Mead. Almost becoming a song. <laughs> Ready? Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay, Hot Pants and Booze, Wenches and Beer, Rubenes Women and Rosé. Geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, gerbils and ginger ale to the mutton and meat. All right, I got a clip that relates to that. The $25 food box for Israel. Each of these food boxes represents a gift of life for people here in Israel who are in desperate need. These are very difficult times for Israel and the Jewish people as the government spends more and more of its resources for battling terrorism. Every week, more and more people come and you can see the desperation for food. This $25 food box will provide one desperately needy family here in Israel with food, with hope, and with a note inside each of these saying that it's from Christians and Jews in America who seek to bless them. Israel and its people need your help now. You can make a life-changing difference by calling and saying that you will give a $25 food box to help a family in need in Israel. Thank you, and God bless you for your support. <laughs> well, it, I know that it's bad in Israel. I didn't know it was that bad. So this is running on Fox constantly. Oh, really? Hmm. Must be local. Yeah, mostly on Hannity's show. Hmm. So I'm so so you know if I want to don't want to say that people shouldn't be charitable, but you know we have people in the United States that could use a twenty five dollar box of food. But you know somebody looked into this, by the way, and this is some bogative operation. That, 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 the, the, that, that's the food your is five bucks worth. Put five bucks worth of food in it. So I do know that. Uh, the economy is is crap. The people are starving in uh, in Israel. I mean, and they have protests. The, the kids are out on the- in Gaza. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the Netherlands. Speaking of uh, Israel, a Dutch television show called uh, "De Wereld Draait Door." I've been on this show. Uh, as the world turns, although it's not the soap opera, but that's kind of uh, so. It's like, eh, and the world keeps is that a spinning. New show? Yeah, it's like a an act. It's like talk a, show, kind of daily, you know, actualities. Morning factor. show, uh, evening show. 
early evening Ellie? show. A- Ellen show? Ellen show? No, it's not. Oprah? Nah, like one dude and like, you know, it's kind of popular. They re-edited and broadcast uh, Bibi Netanyahu and Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, the famous uh, where she came to, to settle everything and to make truce. And I don't know, I don't know the context of why they did this, but here's how they re-edited Bibi Netanyahu. Uh, I know that you're very uh, concerned about the civilian casualties. Well, uh, we do not share your concern about civilian casualties at all. In fact, we're conducting these what? surgical operations against schools, mosques, hospitals, <laughs> universities, children. And one of the things that we're doing is trying to, to maximize the number of civilian casualties. We prefer that. Uh, I know that you understand this. But if not, this is something that I don't have to explain to Americans, President Obama, you, and the international community. Welcome to Jerusalem. <laughs> so, okay, okay, hold on, that's hold on, crazy, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. Clip of the week. Oh wow! But I had nothing to do with it. I'm I'm just playing it. Ah, uh, uh, you found it. You uh, found the clip. I, clip uh, well, we don't have week. I'll just take day. Clip of the day. Uh, clip of the day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and that was on television. Why? It's Jew, that was an Jew hatred. Clip. Jew hatred. Clearly edited to make the guy look like an a hole. To make him look like a horrible uh, Palestinian was it a joke. Was is this a comedy show? Uh, yeah, this is their version of humor, I guess. Wow, it's yeah. pretty funny, but it, I don't think it worked well. It made it, okay, so it was supposed to be funny. I, the, the the show has these these they they do this a lot where they do something that probably sounded hilarious when they were thinking of it, and then they put it on the air, and it's like what. What have you done? <laughs> and it's like Jew hatred in Holland is not big. I mean, it's not, it's not really like a big thing that, uh, you know, the, I think, uh, during the, like the second world war, there was, you know, like hit, you know, Anne Frank, this whole thing. It's not a big, like, like thing to do. So I'm not quite sure. And this is a left wing, uh, if I'm not mistaken, left wing kind of commie uh, broadcast organization, uh, who put this show uh-huh. on, <laughs> but interesting, right? Well, of yeah. course, what we have, and part of this, and I think it's his own mind control, uh, because we have the big vote coming up. In fact, uh, I believe, uh, hold on, let me see, I have a little clippage of it. Yes, here we go. Now, a major boost for the Palestinian bid to upgrade its status at the UN General Assembly. Are- hey, hey, oh, yeah. Palestine, you've been upgraded to business class. Come on in. Yeah, come this on, is hilarious. Come, come this on upgrade. in. Come on in. You got an upgrade. <laughs> Upgrade to France. You have even more space. Announced it will be voting in favor of the resolution. Uh, Palestinians have been rallying in Arafat Square and Ramallah in anticipation of the vote in New York. Now, if it passes, and it just needs a simple majority to do so, Palestinians will be granted indirect UN recognition of statehood. There's a great sense of anticipation. This is the, the scene in Ramallah at the moment. A lot of people uh, out and about waiting to see if it's going to change their status there, which could grant them... This is literally like waiting at the at the gate for your upgrade, changing this, the people are outside, like... Hey, is my name on the board yet? Oh, man. Exactly. Oh, I haven't been upgraded. Here's, this is the great dilemma. The great dilemma of a traveler today is, should I wait for the upgrade, upgrade and not be able to pack my luggage into the plane because I'll be the last guy on? Or, or I just should get I on like a just slave. go on and hell with it? Yeah. 
I love the whole that they're calling it an upgrade. That just I love that. That's really good. It's really that's a, that's the way to roll, man. Um. Okay, here is the second half of the show. Very important stuff. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. Where is it? Here it is. Hey, do you know about the comet coming by? No. That's not important. It sounds preposterous, but get this. The United States actually hatched a plot during the Cold War to possibly nuke the moon. Right. <laughs> so if okay. you if you have not read this story about this is nuke- clip of the day, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you need to see Blitzer's face when he does that. Nuke the moon. And, but the, I want to play it again. But then I want you to listen to the setup to the package. I'm not going to play the package because it was an 11 minute package. This has been all over the Internet. Uh, and there's a reason for this. It sounds preposterous, but get this. The United States actually hatched a plot during the Cold War to possibly nuke the moon. Brian Todd's <laughs> got the latest on this bizarre story. Uh, I, I'm tempted to say, and I will. What were they thinking? Well, Wolf, all sorts of wild ideas were floating around in the halls of government back in the 1950s. It was the height of the Cold War. Security scares all around. American leaders felt they needed to give a jolt to the Soviet Union. So at the time, this didn't seem so outlandish. So here's what's going on with this. Because okay, this, wait, 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 wait. But it's my segment. I gotta ask a question. Uh, but I'm, I'm, yeah. You can, you'll be on a roll. But I just want to point out that we couldn't get out of the the atmosphere in the fifties. We couldn't even launch a satellite. How are we going to nuke the moon in the fifties? Well, thank you very much, John. Because this whole report is rife with all kinds of bullcrap. And, of course, we still can't really get past the Van Allen belts. But that would be my personal uh, problem that I have with the entire moon landing only a few years after this bogative uh, report apparently uh, propagates some meme. This is meant, again, this is mind control. It is meant to make you laugh, which it worked. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> because we could, we couldn't have done that, <laughs> which makes you think that we actually have been there. This is why, because we had, you uh. know, we, yeah, 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 no, this is to enforce that we have been there. Enforce, enforce, enforce. This is why this story has been planted. And at the same time, only last week, I said, how long and how many times we have to listen to this bull crap from NASA? And now they come out and they say, no, 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 uh, there was nothing, no special announcement. Um, there was no special announcement. We're just excited about the whole mission to Mars. Could you answer that and tell them that you're doing a show? Uh, yeah. Who was that? Sorry. Who was that? Take the phone off the hook. Who was that? Right. What? Really? Yeah, some guy. A guy you know? Yeah. He's an a-hole. No one's supposed to call during yeah, the show. Yeah, listen to the show. Yeah, NASA. I agree. Yeah. So did you hear the thing about NASA? Yeah. I, I got a topper for you. Wait, no, but you, the thing about, about the Mars mission. You yeah, were, but... You, but you, you were Elon, on the phone. Yeah, How could you yeah, have heard it if you were on... Elon Musk. What Elon Musk? Elon Musk is selling tickets to Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Him and Richard Branson, huh? Mm. No, he's already selling. You know, he's, he figured that he's always financed his companies by selling stuff in advance, like the, yeah. you know, the, yeah, like, the cars. Yeah, like the cars are going to be great. Yeah. 
So now he's got a ticket to Mars. It's a million bucks. Was that Elon Musk who just called you like, hey, is Curry on the NASA segment yet? Is I got Curry on this at... thing again? Uh, <laughs> don't forget to tell him about my plan to move people to Mars. <laughs> hey, when is that Richard Branson moon flight? Wasn't that supposed to happen? What's the, why is that taking so long? I'm waiting. No, see, the, hmm, hmm. I know what you're saying. Now, this is I had when you started the segment. I said to myself, "Oh, brother, uh, this uh, this is good. This will this will keep us safe for at least another, uh, I think, six to twelve months." Keep what do you mean? Keep us keep safe. the show safe because you know any any, <laughs> any <laughs> because I have because I went off the deep end. Is that why? <laughs> so, oh, these guys aren't dangerous. Uh, <laughs> these guys, these guys, are yeah, idiots. There's nothing wrong with them. Man. They can't do a single thing. Nothing. Boom. I, I know where you should, you should know about the big comet coming by. That's going to be interesting. Tell me about the big comet. Some comet's coming by. It's going to have. <laughs> does this comet have a name? I mean, that's yeah, a big comet. A big comet. The comet's going to come by and snap around the Earth, mm -hmm. and it's going to be. The first they thought it was going to be ten times brighter than a full moon. Really? But the, the latest calculations, when it goes by, one hundred times brighter than the full moon. No. Yes, and it's going to snap around the Earth and light up the place like a Roman candle. And when is this thing due? When is this thing due? Uh, next year. V coming soon. A very bright comet. Okay. This is interesting. I, I thought that's where you were going to head with this segment. No. I thought you'd be right no. on top of this I, giant comet. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm off. I'm, I've, I've been uh, in ham. I've been in ham land. I haven't been looking at, uh, at space. I just, you know, whatever comes. Oh, that, I'm surprised the ham, the coots. <laughs> on the on hey, the, on hey, the, on hey, the hey, CW, hey, have not on the been talking about this. Well, we did have a coron coronal e ejection uh, a couple days ago, and it's ruined propagation conditions. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but maybe the bright comet will bring us uh, all kinds of skip. You're getting you're getting jargon I've never even heard before. No, you've heard of Skip. Certainly, you've heard of Skip. Oh, Come Skip! On. I thought you said Skimp. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll just I'll invent a new yeah, word. No, skip. Tropospheric bounce. Hey, man, Skimp. What? What's skimp. the Skimp? What's the Skimp? Curry's Curry's on the Skimp layer. We got to find that. The Thir Skimp layer. Ooh, that's nice. Third man now accuses uh, the Elmo guy of. In this case, getting him drunk and molesting him. How come? Here's what I don't understand. During the presidential election, we had Big Bird uh, tweeting. We had Big Bird jokes everywhere. Where's all the funny now, huh? Hey, where's Big Bird now saying, like, you know, I kicked the pedo bear. I'm sorry, pedo bear. Where's the Elmo? I mean, excuse me, people. The guy who plays Elmo was molesting children. I call for an investigation of all of Sesame Street. The whole place may the be whole, corrupt. Who knows what Grover's doing in the trash can? Grover? You don't know. It's, it, what about Bert and Ernie? They've always been gay. <laughs> <laughs> Opening of the show right it's there. It's a known fact. <laughs> fact. Science. Facts. Science. 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 <laughs>
<laughs> really? I, I've never seen those guys as gay. I guess put not. Bert and Ernie gay into your into your into your Googler, and you'll find it. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a common meme. I th- I'm stunned that you don't know about well, it. Well, no, I never thought about them that way, and now you've ruined them forever. Yeah, they're two gay lovers, and that they've been living together. Let me see, Bert. Is Bert with an E? Yeah. Bert B-E-R-T and Ernie, yes. Ernie Gay. Yeah. R. Burton and in Muppet Wiki. Shocking gay video. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. There's uh, even a video. <laughs> let's, here's proof. It's a fact. Clinching proof that Burton Ernie well, that's are... That's why I'm wearing this blindfold. You see, I'm going to feel something with the skin on my hands, and then I'm going to guess what that is without even looking. Now, now watch this. Um... Um, let me, let me see. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. There, there's something now. Gee, I wonder what this could be. Ernie. No, no, no. Don't tell me, Bert. Don't tell me. Uh, this feels kind of soft and fluffy-like, and it's sticking straight up like a shaggy rug. <laughs> no, Ernie, you're touching. No, 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 no. no don't, don't tell me, Bert. Don't tell me. I want to guess this. Now, 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 let's see. Moving down. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's more. There's so much more. Look at this. And this kind of feels roundish, and it's sort of, sort of squishy-like. And it's like a bath sponge. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't believe this. And let's see. Uh, moving on down. Oh, wait. This is interesting. Look at this. And this part's kind of smooth, and it feels sort of thin. And, wow, it's, it's floppy. It's floppy like a garden hose. Gee, that's interesting. Wait a second. Hmm. Hmm. I, must have missed, I must have missed that episode. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you did. Total tube smokers. Oh, this is disappointing. That I didn't know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. They, they, nobody wants to talk about uh, Sesame Street anymore. It's, it's over. Obama took over the country, and that's that. Yeah, but uh, but it's annoying that uh, there's no conversation. And yet, you know, if I, I think it's maybe because I saw the documentary Being Elmo. Uh, it's about this. Uh, you know, everybody tells me they've seen this documentary and they all think it's fantastic. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I've never seen it. I uh, I interviewed the woman who made the documentary. I should call her back. Hey, did he touch you, Kevin uh, <laughs> Clash? I think his name is. Yeah, Kevin Clash. Yeah. So this is now the third person that comes out. Referred to in court documents as John Doe, claims he was 16 when he first crossed paths with a then 40-year-old Clash via a gay chat line, adding he specifically stated his intention to the chat line was non-sexual. Later, Clash visited him when he traveled to New York in hopes of working as a model. Yeah, that'll always do it. Uh, He was still a high school student when during the puppeteer had sex with him. Whoops. The... There's supposedly he was uh, advertising on Craigslist nonstop. Well, in the documentary, and this is what's... Uh, you have to see this documentary. You can get it on Netflix. Um, you see uh, a couple... There's a, first of all, you see all the children who just love Elmo. Um, but then you see this kind of like young kid, young black kid. And Kevin Clash is also black, which is the only reason I bring it up. And he's he definitely like apprenticizes him. And I've always felt... Is that what they call it nowadays? That's what it is. I always felt that whole thing between him and the and the kid was a little creepy. And I wonder uh, if he is John Doe. Because uh, when you see the documentary, now you go back with this knowledge, you're like, wow, man. And yeah, it's kind of... 
it's, I think in, it doesn't matter if it's boys or girls, 40 years old and a 16-year-old, that's, that's just a little bit too much there. The kid's impressionable. 18, eh, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? But ah, I mean, it's, it's, it's illegal in, in many states and countries, whatever, except for the Vatican, where I think you only have to be 13, which, hey, is, which, is, which is true. Fact. 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 Vatican City, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Fact. We've done this on the show. That's why I know it's fact. The science. Um. Now that's just a little too creepy for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's odd. Let's see. I'm looking at the Vatican because you're just on your one of your things. <laughs> is that is that is that your only job in life is to check what I'm saying that I'm not full I'm of a crap? Fact checker. Oh. I'm a fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're full of crap <laughs> as, as can be. And how often how often do you fact check me and then go, oh crap, he's right. I, I don't I, worry. I don't do that. I'm not taking keeping score. I'm not that type of person. Let's see here. Vatican, Vatican. You know, this show is running overtime. It doesn't say. It just says that it's blank. Oh, I just got a... Yeah. I, I just got I'll a, work hey, on it later. Stop. I, I did just get fact-checked on the Dutch clip, so you have to take your clip of the day back. All right, then good, because I, I, re, I, I want to re-gift you, re-gift you the <laughs> clip of the day for the moon bombing. Okay, I'll take clip of the day for the moon bombing. Uh, uh, Void Zero, who uh, runs our servers... Uh, says this was not on the show. This was uh, uh, it was a hoax. Oh, you were, you I were were hoaxed. hoaxed. I was hoaxed. I was hoaxed. Uh, well, okay, I like well, that. Hey, but you know what? We were hoaxed, and we're here to say it. Wolf Blitzer, yeah, no, on we, the other we hand, admit to being hoaxed. It happens yeah. to everybody. Wolf Blitzer, on the other I mean, hand, not to the extent of some, but he gets hoaxed, and then he just. Looks stupid in the camera. Anyway, most important thing after the show is done today, uh, besides the in the morning net, which we'll do on uh, Echo Link Node thirty three seventy three, um, I will be um, reading through the Levinson Inquiry, uh, which has been published. The British government. This was, of course, based upon the phone hacking scandal. Uh, now the uh, here's what here's uh, the report has been laid out. I've only gotten the headlines of it so far, so I'm going to delve into it. Uh, the recommendation is. That there should be a non-industry group, i.e. the government, who are going to be in charge of what the press does and how they handle themselves. And this group will be able to hand out fines uh, in the amount of one and a half million dollars per pop. Um, and uh, so essentially the uh, press in Gitmo Nation East will be controlled by the government. And that's not just the BBC. It's all of the press. So, so this is going to be a very, and of course they have to adopt it. But Cameron has already said uh, we will uh, accept uh, what the Levinson inquiry, because of course everyone is uh, has been implicated in this, including Cameron. And Cameron was all over this with Rebecca yeah. and his, his boy there. Everyone. There's no, believe me, for these sorts of things, there's no better solution to handing control over to the government. You can't do. <laughs> Anything. That's the obvious thing to do. What could possibly go wrong? Hand control to the government, and you're in. You're done. You're good. You're good to go. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Do you want to wrap up with any of your clips of your eight clips that you haven't played? 
Uh, well, actually, uh, I, I think you might want, I think Conan pulled a John Stewart and, and actually put together a nice little series of, of memes that were propagating. I tried to find out where this exactly came from and I couldn't, but it's quite interesting. Uh, it's just, it's funny. Local news outlets across the country have been reporting on this big day and, uh, each, each station has their own unique spin. It's pretty cool. It's Cyber Monday, a day on the retail calendar that can be enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or a couch. Enjoyed from a desk or maybe the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from the desk or even the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. From a desk or the couch. From a desk or the couch. Or wherever you like, as long as you got internet. How do these guys come up with these same wordage unless they're just using – somebody's writing it. Well, that – and it's mind control because that is where the president wants you, in the middle class, at the desk, or on the couch. No other place. You can be oh, that's at, a good one. You can be at the desk working, or you can be on the couch watching television. No other place. Football, preferably. Desk, couch. Desk, couch. Into the middle class and stay there. Desk, couch. Desk, couch. Into the middle class and stay there. You have now successfully been programmed for life. Welcome. And get to work, slaves. <laughs> so well, let's run my end of show clip on Sunday. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I think we, we got the shows long enough today. Okay. Oh, well, that's a big tease. That's your Brzezinski uh, clip. I'm looking forward to that. It's definitely, you can listen to it in the meantime. No, no, no. I'm not going to listen to it in the meantime. I, I, I want to be surprised. All right. By the awesomeness. We'll run it on Sunday, and then everyone will be happy. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. And remember to uh, support the best podcast in the universe. It is the least you can do for your own sanity. Or you could go and take some Vivance. I think we're cheaper. And more bang for the buck. And Miss Me, yeah, we usually get a chuckle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, some people laugh and cry at the same time. I mean, if that's not value, I don't know what is. Coming to you from the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everyone, my name is Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I've returned, it's, by the way, getting blustery but still not raining. I'm John C. Dvorak. I'll be talking to the No Agenda Hams on Echo Link 3373 after the show, and we'll be back for all of y'alls on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. Sounds preposterous, but get this. The United States actually hatched a plot during the Cold War to possibly nuke the moon. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.